Yeah, let's do it. Um, yeah, so y- what you're hearing right now, dear listeners, is our, uh, our, our sweet Tenjaku Japanese whiskey. Uh, provided to us by our uh, our prime sponsor, Tom with two M's. You good? You're yeah, good. just finishing this. The, oh, finishing off. like nothing in it. Yeah, all right, kill it. Thank you to Tom for uh, sponsoring our podcast this week with a couple <laughs> nice glasses of Tenjaku, Japanese whiskey. Yeah, shout out to Tom. You know who you are. Yeah. Uh, one uh, of our friends who said, oh, you have a podcast. And we said, yeah, we do. And, and he just, then the next weekend we saw him, he was like, I, I listened to all your episodes. It's great. Yeah. yeah. No. Thank you for being a. Uh, thank you for being a pal. This is actually a hat he got me. It's got a dog on it. Yeah. Cheers. Cheers. There you go. Mmm. Delicious. Smooth, crisp. Mm. <laughs> okay. Not quite crystal head vodka, but one day we'll get there. Maybe we got if we ever get that guy on. This is actually <sighs> delicious. I would love. I would love to talk to Dan Aykroyd for like ten minutes. And then probably hate the remaining hour that I spent. I want to spend like a weekend at his house. I don't think I can handle it. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't think I could get there. Really? You good? Yeah, all good. All right. Well, welcome to back to the uh, Chicken Coop Podcast. My name is Adrian. My name is Alex. We are two of the three co-founders of Butler, the best place to search, save, and share media. Our uh, our other co-founder, Jacob, who usually occupies this vacuous spot here, central location, um, is currently indisposed, so he will not be joining us tonight. Um, but yeah, we're the co-founders of Butler. Butler is the best place to search, save and share all of your favorite media. Uh, it is a mobile app and soon web page. Yep. Um, where you, if you say you're having, uh, Alex and I are having a conversation and he says, well, if you really like Star Wars, you should check out the Hidden Fortress by Akira Kurosawa. We should, we should make a, like a, we should act out a bit. Hey, Adrian, oh, I, I saw this really cool, uh, TV show. I think you'll love it. It's called... Yeah, you're terrible. The Handmaiden's Tale. That's not even what it's called. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so if he says you really like Star Wars, you should watch Akira Kurosawa's Hidden Fortress, I can look up in 60 seconds or less, Hidden Fortress, see what it's about, add the note, Alex told me to watch this because he said I like Star Wars and this is Lucas's main inspiration. 100 characters or less, save it, put my phone back, forget about it. And in a year's time when you're like, what should I watch tonight? You can look and go, oh, yeah, Akira Kurosawa's Hidden, Hidden Fortress. Why did I save this? I have no idea. Oh, there's a note. There's, there's a, a note, note there. Oh, this my, person told me to watch it because of these reasons. My, my buddy told me to watch it, and here's his account, and here's all the stuff that he loves. And when I click that, I'm like, huh, it would be nice to watch this tonight. Where can I watch it? Oh, handy dandy. You just scroll down the list. It's right there. And if, you're in, if, you, uh, if it's not available in your region and you have a VPN, you can actually click and change your region to see where it's available and the kicker is this is not just for movies it's for tv shows and tv seasons and tv episodes and books and games and comic books and podcasts graphic novels podcast episodes it's for everything all-encompassing butler is the best place to search save and share all of your favorite media Oh, yeah. Yeah. So uh, you want to give us a little update on what you've been working on? So, I mean, for the past couple of months, uh, I've been working hard basically redoing all of the very first batch of code that's being used in the app currently to be scalable. And uh, at the moment, the current app as it stands in production in that you can access does movies and TV shows. And in possibly a week's time, probably two weeks time, we'll be releasing a big update that will make the app not only faster and just easier to use and a little prettier you'll now have 
movies, TV shows, TV seasons, TV episodes, games, podcasts, books. And then in a future update after that, we're going to add music and some other things. But yeah. Yeah. So, um, and also possibly lists. Possibly lists. Yeah. So we'll uh, we can get into that later. But the at least for me, the main philosophy is I want to, I want you as a user to spend the most time in public with your friends talking about stuff you love. I don't want you to get sucked into this app while you're having a conversation and forget about the outside world. I want you to put this back in your pocket and come back to it when you're ready to actually, you know, watch stuff, consume your favorite media, mm-hmm. look for interesting things, browse, uh, find new things. Um, yeah. And then what we will eventually start doing is cross-referencing all the different types of media, all the different things that you have saved. Say you've saved these 10 books and these 20 movies and this 10 games and some music. We will amalgamate all of that and figure out based on that broad spectrum of your interests, you're probably going to like this or this or this podcast or this album I mean, ultimately, to borrow a phrase from Arrested Development, I would like this to be the world's first anti-social media. Yeah. 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 And also, we'll add a social media. We have plans to add social media aspects to it. So I can see, I can find, add Adrian as a friend and I can see, oh, Adrian's watching this tonight or these are his top, this is his list of top 10 uh, horror genre movies. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, that's a brief overview. Brief Not so brief overview of the app, but yeah. In a, it is, what day is it today? It is... It is the 24th. 24th of January. So yes, sir. hopefully by the end of the month, and if not by the first week of February, the new update will be out. At the moment, the app is completely free to use. Um, so yeah, download it. We'll, all the links are in the description. www.trybutlerapp.com. Yep. Use it. Give us all the feedback. We can take it. If you hate it, let us know why, please. Oh, please. Constructive, constructive actually, feedback. Actually, if you hate it, that's way better for us. Please tell us why. Yeah. yeah. Tell us why you hate it. If you don't hate it and you like yeah. it, tell us why you like it. And if there's any nitpicks, tell us what they are. Yeah. Or what's a feature that you think we might not have heard of or thought about and you want from an app like this? If we have a conversation about this face-to-face and I don't cry because of what you said, then you're not doing your job. <laughs> <laughs> That's good because I cry every day looking at the code. True, true. <laughs> All right. You want to get onto the show? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. So we're going to talk about a couple of different things uh, today, but it's, well, as we said, it's the 24th of January and yesterday... That literally today... Like oh, this literally morning. today, yeah, this morning, this morning yeah. uh, the Oscar nominations have came out, and they are actually very interesting. Yeah, it's actually the first year in a long time where even the movies that I haven't yet seen are things that I really, really want to see. Yeah. Everything on the list actually seems like it is deserving of its place. Pretty much everything on the list. I think there's a couple. I, I think there's there's things that I have complaints about and would like to change, but, you know, oh my god. Yeah, that's a great noise to have. I yeah, mean, they e- love it. Even without the visual aid. There we go. I'll put this on the floor because I'm scared of putting water next to electronics. Thank you. All okay, right. Yeah. So yeah, no, go announce. Um. Yeah. I mean, I I totally agree with you. I think this is the first year since. Man, maybe I want to say like 2014. I was going to say 2014. When did Moonlight come out? Moonlight came out 2015. I think that was the Oscars. Pretty Friday. much like around that time. Everything became very Oscar baity. I think that and, year was probably the last really all around like yeah great one yeah until Normally, now and since then pretty much every year there's the grand <laughs> slate of movies on the on the on the cards on that have been nominated yeah uh, half of them you're like what I have zero interest in watching this well one because I, I know it's not going to be entertaining well I also <laughs> I think I've mentioned this on previous podcasts about like 
A very when, it's always very polit- it's been no, very it, political. It's, it's not even that. It's more. It, I, I don't like when every category is the same mix of like fifteen movies. I like when there's wild cards. I like when the thing that's nominated for best sin isn't necessarily even in the running for best picture, best actor, any of those things. Mm-hmm. Like the best cinematography should not be the best cinematography out of this pool. It should be the best cinematography period. Yeah. Even if everything else in the movie fucking sucks, Yeah. which, you know, that's loaded language, I guess, but nah, I agree. I mean, yeah. uh, the, the issue with is with the Oscars and why a lot of filmmakers or film aficionados or people that just love it, just kind of hate the oscars because they're always very political you can get an oscar nomination just by campaigning hard and spending lots of money yeah. on marketing i think my favorite oscar campaign was which, miramax was always fucking great no out. which one was the which david lynch movie i think it was inland empire empire where he the tv uh, show no 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 it was a movie oh uh starring laura Dern. he hired when he was campaigning for the oscars he camped out on Hollywood Boulevard with a cow and a big sign that said, watch Inland Empire Genius. for your consideration. And it was Genius. just him on a lawn chair with a cow for like a full day. Speaking of, speaking of, uh, of uh, David Lynch, did we talk about last episode about Fablemans? I still haven't seen it. Okay. Watch the bloody movie so I we can talk to. about I, it. I need And to. talk about it on the podcast. And it's also been uh, nominated for everything, a lot of I things. Think, I think it has eight nominations this year. So I think, yeah. So I think Everything, Everywhere, All at Once, which we've talked about. It's leading uh, with... Have we talked about that before? Uh, maybe a little bit. Possibly. Everything, Everywhere, All at Once uh, is leading with 11 nominations. Yeah. And then I think it's Fablemans with eight, and I'm not sure after that. And I think several are tied with eight nominations. But yeah, uh, what category do you want to start with? Uh, just go down well, the list? I or? mean, it, let's start with the one that I have like some gripes with already. Which one? Scroll down to Cinematography. Excuse me. Cinematography. Uh, the nominations are All Quiet on the Western Front, Bardo, Elvis, Empire of Light, and Tar. Uh, which I've only seen All Quiet on the Western Front. The as much of Elvis as I could bear, and that's it. <laughs> so I haven't seen Tar yet. I really want to see that. I've heard fantastic. I think about All Tar. Quiet kind of deserves it. Yeah, All Quiet is a very well shot movie. Oh my god, that movie like, is beautiful it, it is very well shot and i mean capturing that era and that the amount of mud and dirt yeah. and just disgustingness and the atmosphere of that with yeah. with regards to bardo and empire of light i really did not like these movies i haven't seen either what, what are they about uh empire of light is movie making and hollywood jacking itself huh, i probably I, I probably enjoy it it's okay um let me add it to my list yeah nice uh, Bardo, on the other hand, has... I think that's an Inuritu movie, and it just has the most pretentious subtitle of all time. It is very, like, dream logic, but not interesting or entertaining. Um, but both of those things are very, very excellently shot. They're beautiful movies. So oh, I haven't saved they, they kind of deserve to be there. Tar, I haven't seen yet, and I really want to see it. Tar Elvis is... does not deserve to be there, period, because... It, it just looks like every other movie that Baz Luhrmann has ever done. Just flashy. Like, yeah. You know, post-production, yeah. like camera flashes. It looks like and, uh, not the main casinos, but when you go off the strip and you go to an old casino, yeah. it looks like that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, which for Elvis is fair, but like it. it's I, not I, like he's really reaching with his style I really, there. I just couldn't get through that movie. Um, I tried. Two movies that really deserve to be in here are, um, I, I think The Batman was beautiful for its cinematography. And yeah, I'd say. Horribly overlooked here. And the other one that, like, it pushed, actually pushed boundaries. I cannot believe that Top Gun Maverick is not in here. That's actually, I hadn't even thought about that. Yeah, because, so if you don't, I mean, if you haven't seen Top Gun, you've been living under a rock. 
It's on. I think it's on HBO. It's got to be on something. Yeah. Oh no, sorry. No, it's not. It's it's on uh, Amazon Prime. Yeah, it's probably on Um, Amazon Prime. But a lot of that movie is shot in jets with the actors in the jets, and they had to invent a lot of techniques and camera mounts and Paramount Plus, MGM Plus. Ah, nice. Um, Yeah, they had to invent a lot of. techniques like how to mount a camera they had to like if you imagine you know there's a there's an actor sitting in a real cockpit of a fighter jet uh how do you get coverage on them so they invented this camera system i believe it had five cameras that mounted in front of them that would have a front angle uh two side angles and two sort of like uh top downish angles yeah um and the they had to teach the actors how to operate those cameras because they don't just roll when the jet's taking off because that would be a waste of film oh not tons did they there was digital no it's all digital. yeah yeah but you know however long it's going to take them to get into position so they'd have to teach the actors how to check the cameras and um and roll them and then cut them yeah and Uh, it looked gorgeous it looks gorgeous i mean there's no uh (laughs) there's no oscar for best aerial choreography yeah but if i mean cinematography here is going to be the closest you can get yeah. You in the shots from the cockpit, you can see planes practically flying by and doing maneuvers in the background. I guess you could argue that no one's lighting the shot, right? Unless there's some lights in the cockpit. There's got to be lights in the cockpit. There's no way that they're just using flat natural lighting. They might be. I mean, it would look a lot worse if they did. I'd be interested. To, I'd, I actually don't know. I'd be interested to see because there is, if that's the case, there is the argument that like, yeah, the cinematography, the techniques are amazing. Um, but I, I would argue that any time a camera is used in a new way that revolutionizes the industry, that deserves at least a nomination. Avatar? I mean, <laughs> I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah sure. Yeah, but I, not, that's, that's less cinematography and more like digital cinematography, which deserves its own category at this point. I mean, if you're still um, lighting the movie, you're still the cinematographer lighting the movie. Yeah, I mean, I guess. But then that means that, what's his name? Deacon should have been nominated for How to Train Your Dragon 3. He wasn't. Yeah, I you know, guess so. But that it's that movie. I don't think the lighting was that. It was really good. It was good, but it wasn't. It was more like digital, app, like yeah, the scenery it, rather it's, than the lighting. It's not Avatar too. <laughs> yeah. So uh, we have, neither of us have seen. Avatar yeah. Full yet, up. Uh, full disclosure. I since the last time we recorded, which all of you have heard by now, uh, I I still have not seen Avatar two or the, the Electric Blue Glue or the Fablemans. Um, I saw the menu. The menu was good, but yeah. it definitely. Sh- I'm glad it's not nominated for any Oscars. It was a good movie. It was fun. People are vastly overstating how good that movie was. It, it's good. It's, it's a good movie. It's really enjoyable. It wasn't. But... Uh, there was no depth to it, which a lot of people are ascribing some sort of depth to it. I think when it's just a really fun sort of horror thriller movie. Yeah, it's enjoyable. Yeah. Um, if there were to be horror movies nominated, uh, that's not one of them. Um. I don't know. Do you want to move on? I mean, the thing that bothers me is that what's it called? Um, Top Gun Maverick was nominated for best uh, best adapted screenplay. Which yeah. I mean, if you want to zoom to that next section, <laughs> okay. yeah. Um, uh, scroll to screenplay stuff. Well, just, I think that's just to up. wrap up cinematography. Yeah. yeah, all quiet on the western front. Really interesting. Tar from what I've seen in the trailers looks really gorgeous i'm sure i i think i would have it's slotted that clean I, swedish looking lighting in it uh, yeah i would have replaced elvis with top gun maverick and failing that batman well i also think that um what was it called uh i mentioned to you earlier um the north the norseman uh was the northman uh available for this year or was it last year's i think it was this year i'm not sure i mean that was a, a fantastic movie yeah 
I, I, we we talked cinem- about it at length one one time. Yeah, I thought the cinematography was great because yeah. they used it was sort of the, the whole natural light, or at least it looked really natural. Yeah, it looked very very good. But anyway, yeah, let's move on to uh, go go to screenplays. Yeah, that's that's up. I think. Hey Mick, can you close the door? No. Thank you. It's if up. you're hearing a squeaking noise, it's uh, a new dog toy. Yep. Mom. Why? Because <laughs> I know. <laughs> Keep going down. This is very interesting uh, sound. Yeah, like yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Right there. So, adapted screenplays. Uh, we have All Quiet on the Western Front. Wait, so I, I oh, want to okay. mention that apparently this is the first time I've ever heard of it. Um, adapted screenplay also functions as sequels. Really? Um, yeah, because it's not a hundred percent original to the script itself. It's mm. it's beholden to a second script. So, so that's why. So that's why a couple movies here are <laughs> in there, which I was like, that shouldn't be in this category. Yeah, that's yeah. odd. Anyway, go. So yeah, for uh, adapted screenplays, uh, All Quiet on the Western Front again, Glass Onion and Knives Out Mystery, Living, Top Gun Maverick, and Woman Talking. Uh, I haven't seen Living. There's a poster for it right by my house. Is that the Korean uh, one? Uh, I don't know if it's... I don't think it's... It stars Bill Nighy. Oh, I've heard that's fantastic, and yeah. I've heard that I'm, he's fantastic in it. Really? Bill Nighy is fantastic in a role? Uh, no. Yeah. <laughs> that, he's that, so good. He made a CGI squid-faced monster amazing. Like, yeah. there's, there's nothing... Yeah. Did that... Did Paris of the Carib... Did that one or any of them win anything? I think they were nominated, at least. I don't remember. They must have run for VH, v, VFX. VFX. They yeah. must have. I mean, it depends. Especially what the, for it depends what the competition was. was Dead Man's Chest was the one with yeah. Bill Knight. Yeah, I mean, he was great. You, that movie is what I think that's from 2014. You know, let me just 2014. Talk. Are you kidding me? Was no, that's earlier? like 2006, 2007, maybe. Um. Anyway, so we have. Uh, I haven't seen. Yeah, Loving. no, you're right. Dead Man's Chest was 2006, and that CGI is fucking phenomenal. I mean, it holds up really. It holds well. up perfectly. Perfectly. Um, um, anyway, so like I haven't seen Living, I haven't seen Woman Talking. I'm interested in both, yeah. but not enough to really make my ass out to the cinema. Yeah, I wait for them um, to come to a streaming service. All Quiet was a really good adaptation for as much as I don't understand German. Um, What's it based on? Because it's was based an on original. It's it's a novel that yeah. was written like just after World War. Because the War. first, oh, let me look it up. Oh, the first All Quiet on the Western Front came, came out, out like right after the war. It, it it's a. Uh, I mean, it's a book. It's written from the perspective of somebody in the trenches. Oh, interesting. Uh, on Butler, we have three of them. Yeah. Uh, 1930, All Quiet on the Western Front, 1979, and 2022. Yeah. I didn't realize there was three. Well, hmm. I mean, it's public domain. Yeah. It's not like anybody's really stopping them. You can make another one this year. That mo- Yeah, that movie is great. Um, um, it is. If you haven't seen it, it's tough. It's a harrowing yeah movie i mean the book is like that too yeah we had to read in high school uh it's about the western front uh in world war one trench warfare between it's it's from the germans point of view it's a movie in german uh and it's you fo- you follow basically a soldier yeah as he goes from being like an enthusiastic boy a teenager to first time on the, on the front line to he's Just now a veteran. put through the meat grinder yeah he's a yeah. veteran after like a i don't know the time frame maybe a year it's, yeah it's, it's really not that long yeah uh yeah. yeah i mean i can't really speak to how well the screenplay was written just because that i don't speak german and i don't know how well the lines were actually written. i mean i'm sure it's great just but... just from the fact about how the good mo- the movie was yeah the, the movie was fantastic toll it takes i mean yeah. that, i watched it in two sittings i i couldn't get and a lot of people i know couldn't sit through it for two hours and a bit yeah but how tough. much of that is the you know just the subject matter versus the writing itself 
I'm not. I'm not trying. Yeah, to, no, I'm not I, trying I, to I dismiss it. I'm just saying. Yeah, that no. For me, I, I'm not sure how to assess it. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how to. Assess. I know what I don't like in this category, which would be Glass Onion and Knives Out Mystery. That doesn't deserve to be anywhere near the Oscars. Yeah, Gla- that movie was terrible. That was. Uh, there's. There's like three good lines of dialogue in that entire movie, and the plot is all over the place. The, the right. Yeah, the story and the writing were atrocious. Yeah. And if you like that movie, I do not know what's going on inside your brain. Yeah. Uh, that was one of the dumbest movies I've seen in a really long time. I mean, the the movie even tries to lampshade how dumb it is by saying the whole, like, it's so dumb, it's brilliant. No, it's just dumb. Like, that, that, that feels like it was written about the movie and kind of a dig at people who actually like it. Right? Yeah, I mean, it was, I was I mean, so it, disappointed. I wanted to love this movie because I, I abs- I'm admittedly I'm not a big Ryan Johnson fan. I think we might have talked about this last uh, time. We might have. I like Ryan Johnson. You like him? Enough. I don't. The only movie that I like that he's done is um, the first uh, Knives Out. I thought that was fantastic. I really liked this the twist on the murder mystery Agatha Christie novel, um, and I was and I was really looking forward to a, to a great sort of Benoit. What's his last name? Benoit Blanc. Benoit Blanc sort of franchise and now i have zero interest because this movie was a struggle to get through and made me angry watching it and then immediately after i went and watched um what was that other good murder mystery with the sam rockwell in oh see how they run see how they run also does not deserve to be anywhere near the oscars but it was very good yeah that movie was light years better than knives out um knives out had a lot of problems for me uh i don't think I could, simply, I could spend an hour. Yeah, just I, I don't think we should talk about yeah. it for too long. But simply having cameos in your movie does not make the cameo good. Seeing like, oh, that's a celebrity I recognize. Hey, look, it's Natasha Lyonne. Hey, look, it's uh, it's Venus Williams or Serena was, Williams, one of the sisters, isn't it? The point of this murder mystery is the audience should be watch should be the fun of them is the audience is watching along and the audience is the detective in their mind as well as watching the real detective discover things and the various like characters uh who may or may not be the killer it, it wasn't really a whodunit or a murder mystery so much as like everything sp- was just soul like watch somebody else figure it out before you can do it like it, it's it it, was, it's it's a, it's a puzzle was, it's a puzzle where everything was everything's assembled for you and what they did multiple times which i really hate is they'll show you an event happening like um you'll see it happen you'll see two characters one reaches over weirdly and picks up the other person's glass and takes a sip. And then for the next half an hour of the movie, they're like, oh yeah, this happened. So this person is actually the killer. And then they go, well, actually that didn't happen. Yeah. What you were seeing was wrong. And then they'll show you the scene again, but it'll be cut. It'll be slightly different. So the character actually picks up the the other drink. Yeah. And I, I mean, that's, you can use that maybe once, but you can't to do use that it for the over and over movie. and over again yeah. is so cheap and just frankly irritating and annoying. Uh, yeah, I, re- I really did not like that. I movie. mean, the other thing, especially with in terms of writing, the whole idea, like the central conceit behind the film is that there is a... Spoiler alert. Who cares? There's a magical yeah. artifact that can... that that is purported to be able to phase out all natural gas. Well, there's a the scientist have discovered a, a scientist has discovered a super amazing uh, hydrogen based fuel source that's actually a crystal and you can distill it from seawater and yeah. it's cheap um yeah. but it's quote unquote unstable because and it's made of hydrogen hydrogen is the smallest particle in the yeah. world. Oh, hydrogen it can escape through pipes. It can escape through pipes and, and that makes that makes the every the, house a bomb. That makes every house the Hindenburg. 
But yeah. the the problem that's with big ass fucking air, <laughs> yeah, yeah, Hindenburg. Yeah. But the um the problem I have with that is like in the movie that's the purported problem why it's unsustainable and we should just stick to natural gas. Yeah. Uh, where you know when if you look at natural gas usage this right is, now, by the way, specifically this was for electricity. Yeah, not this for is cooking. For, this, this is for, for electricity. electricity. If you look at natural gas usage, when in a house do you use natural gas besides your boiler? and your kitchen yeah right and if you can produce electricity at a less expensive rate than it costs me to run my stove yeah then I'm no not, one I'm gets a shipment of stove. coal yeah throws it into a burner that power that heats some water that spins a turbine that powers a generator and that's how it, you if electric- get electricity in your house if it's el- done <laughs> at a, a power plant this magical fuel source could outpace electricity production right it could it could generate more electricity than so than gas and coal could. It's supposed to be so efficient, dense. and your your complaint is that lining it into every house is a problem. That's not a problem with the fuel. That's a problem with the solution. That's a plumbing problem. Well, so it's not a problem because nobody gets electricity like that nowadays. Yeah, you're not. You're, you're not, not. If if the, if someone cracks nuclear fu- uh, fusion, they're not going to install a nuclear fusion generator everyone's in everyone's house. There's going to be a plant somewhere that uses fusion to heat water to turn a turbine, to generate electricity, that then get, gets piped into your house. Just like they do with coal, just like they do with natural gas. N- nothing's getting piped anywhere except for electricity. Yeah, th- there's there's no reason in the script itself that that fuel source has to be piped directly into everybody's house. Yet nobody in the script acknowledges it, and it becomes the big denouement for the entire film. Yeah. And that's a... Th- Not only I, that, all the characters... I mean, that's that. And then all, also all the, the characters, characters are, are against it and... The characters are flat Boring. and everything, but I'm just saying, if the central conceit of your film is that thin, it does not deserve to be nominated for best adapted screenplay. They even managed to, even managed to make um, Daniel Craig's character just yeah, kind, kind of, of boring, bland and boring, yeah, and uninteresting. Anyway, let's get off that because yeah. we, yeah, we don't want to get too, uh, too bogged down in the weeds. I, I still think that if you were to remove that, yeah, I would put Batman in there. I really like Batman. I'm a huge fan of it. Yeah, I can't think um, of anything else that I put in there yeah for best original screenplay i haven't seen banshees yet and i haven't seen the fablemans everything everywhere all at once definitely deserves to be in there uh tar seems like it deserves to be in there and so does triangle i think that's a pretty tight so yeah just for uh original screenplay we have the banshees of inishmore which is uh, oh inishmore excuse me that's a michael mcdonough um martin mcdonough martin mcdonough who's a fantastic playwright and filmmaker he did uh in bruges Seven Psychopaths and a whole host of just incredible, incredible. We've talked about plays. it before yeah. on here, and also I think his brother did Garda and some other yeah. things. Uh, everything, everywhere, all at once. Go see it, please. Yeah, the Fablemans. Go see it, please. Tar again. We haven't seen it, uh, but it's supposed supposedly good. And Triangle of Sadness, fantastic. Go see that as well. Um, yeah, that's that's a tight category. I think that's pretty pretty solid. I mean, everything, everywhere, all at once. Just fantastic yeah fantastic original just fun creative twist interesting on, yeah all the characters are just beautifully written really um, well laid out story yeah which must have been pretty hard to write because it's kind of it's jumping around everywhere I, I think the the difficulty of writing it is kind of overstated you just have to have a decent plan the story itself is very straightforward once mm. you get used to it um maybe Man, it, like, maybe heart- brainstorming it would have been really really yeah. difficult heart touching and then i think yeah. we, we spoke recently i think we spoke about it before but um they wrote it something like 10 years ago i believe yeah and 
Or they started it. Started yeah. when they were thinking about this whole multiverse thing before there was this big multi multiverse craze with every big blockbuster movie uh, I, being uh, in the multiverse. When they when they first saw this stuff coming out, they're like, "Shit!" We need to do an Adrian <laughs> talks for thirty minutes about multiverse specific things because it, it's the worst. I fucking hate it. Apart from what like, everything everywhere all at once, they did it so well. They're possibly the only time because it's not depending on previous like uh, previous cultural icons yes. to define it yes um so yeah uh you if, if you can scroll down pretty much all the also way so briefly uh, uh banshees of inish more i've only watched the first 30 minutes it was very good i just wasn't in the mood for that style of thing but martin michael i can never remember his first name martin martin martin, martin, yeah. martin mcdonough is fantastic writer i have no doubt that that script yeah 100 belongs in there the fablemans is gorgeous it's just absolutely gorgeous definitely deserves to be in there for sure uh triangle of sadness is uh really funny it's one of the best one of the funniest movies this year have you seen it yet i haven't seen it yet you need to i've got it on my uh, itunes all right um yeah and tar again is supposed to be fantastic tar is about remind me what tar is about it's about tar is about is a it Kate blanchett it's Kate blanchett is a composer who uh real it, real story or right? not a compo- no it's a fake story oh okay it, it's fictional um that's why it's in best original screenplay not adapted um no it's it's about a conductor yeah blanchett is a conduct like a very prestigious conductor who uh and it's about her like rise and downfall Hmm. it's supposed to be excellent i've seen a couple scenes from it and they're very tightly written yeah um she delivers all of the dialogue that i've seen just like like a gut punch she's amazing i mean she's always great yeah can you scroll down to hair and makeup yes should be somewhere near the bottom there you want to do costumes first or you want to do so i mean i don't have a lot of thoughts on costumes um elvis actually could get costume let's do costume because it yeah. kind of trickles in so costume we have babylon period piece uh which i haven't seen that's a damien then damien chazelle's yeah. new movie he did um he did la la land he did whiplash and he did first man yes all fantastic movies i'm all a great. huge fan of him i haven't yeah. seen babylon yet i know a couple of people that worked on it that loved it as well uh and it, from what I've seen, the costumes... It's a period piece, 1920s, 30s film. Yeah, like thing, right? early film, yeah. early Hollywood. And the trailer looks amazing, and the costumes look amazing in it. Yeah. Um, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, I haven't seen. Uh, the costume design in that is half really good, and then some... There, there's a bit in it. I don't care that it is adapted from the source material. In the source material, it looked bad, and it was only made like a couple of years ago. It's not like it's been around since the 60s. For the uh, Midnight Angels or whatever you mean the the comics yeah within within Black Panther two there's a there's a series of people called the Midnight Angels and they look fucking garbage really and the that that group only appeared in the comics very recently like last ten years so it's not Hmm. iconic it's not like they couldn't change it and they chose to adapt it one to one and it looks garbage and the film even acknowledges how bad it looks really like one of the characters in the film says ooh that's disgusting and they continue on with it which if you need to justify it within the film like that just make a cooler costume it's really not that yeah, hard it's not a really fun bit um it, it's not a fun bit and there's no payoff to it it's just ignore you're lampshading your own failure elvis um, but uh, the rest of the costumes are really good so elvis i again i haven't seen much of it i mean the costumes are really good it was a good period piece yeah one thing about Lama movies the costumes always do look pretty good i'm sure elvis that... looked like elvis yeah I'll, I'll give him that it's it's always kind of it's always i always think it's you should always separate costume design into two categories because period pieces i mean s- mrs harris goes to paris 
that's that's a period piece. I don't know it's anything like, about that. Movie, I think actually. it's 1950s, 60s. Right. Okay, yeah. And so. it, you know, if you're doing a period piece, that needs its own thing because there's there's a hundred period piece movies that come out a year where the only thing they're vying for is costume design. Yeah, like that's their reason to exist. And I mean, you have to. There's a lot that goes into it, but at the same time, when you compare something like when you compare something like a period piece to something that has to invent costumes, yeah. Uh, like so again everything everywhere all at once has been nominated and it had some of the most interesting wacky cool i actually don't know if like i think it deserves to be in this category but i don't think it's the strongest category it's nominated in. oh I definitely not i don't think no. it's gonna win i don't think it's even close to winning uh i mean it depends I, I don't think it's like this is by far not its strongest category but it has so many in it does if you're comparing the not the wacky costumes in it to the period piece costumes, which already exist as well. No one's in inventing I, I them. I just don't think that the wacky costumes were that creative and that outlandish. Well, if to, you're talking to land about if you're talking about costume costume design in terms of what does that costume say about that character? Yeah, then it works really well. It, it you have does work really well. Wayman with uh, his sort of like sort of childlike, like kind of shitty polo. Yeah, you yeah. have um, uh, what's her name? lead actress michelle Yeoh. michelle yo and her sort of um i don't I don't this is a bad i think this is probably a bad word to put like the washerwoman like the yeah she, the chinese laundry um she's a, a coverall kind of thing and she's in like very worn working outfits you have this yeah. horrible beige oh, thing dude. that um What's her, uh, jamie lee <laughs> jamie curtis, curtis is wearing. she looks fucking awful in this movie it's amazing yeah and apparently so apparently also uh, jamie lee curtis is originally in the in the movie if you haven't seen it she's playing a tax auditor in a, in a and she's wearing like basically beige with this like kind of like orange gross like orangey taupe. yellow uh jumper and she's got this uh sort of like clacky plasticky necklace with glasses hanging off in the I mean, front uh, i and love a, and, a, and a on her left arm she's got a um a, 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 brace. a wrist brace from yeah. carpal tunnel from typing or whatever i mean i love apparently jamie lee was, curtis those were her ideas apparently. really yeah apparently she came She's in great. and she said i think i need this and I, I need this she looks like a fucking vogon in that it's terrible oh it's amazing yeah. and then yeah i i don't know i think i she, I, I think that it it's a very lived in set i don't know if it deserves costume design like tops more than anything else that came out that's this year, true but, but it definitely deserves its i think it, it, it deserves it, its place it in deserves it has yeah. recognition and that that's what really and then maybe matters. i just don't understand what these movies are being ranked on in terms of costume design because let me just look up who won costume design last year i, I have no idea uh, um while you're on that though uh i'm gonna move on to makeup and hair um yeah. all quiet on the western front Fantastic. um the batman black panther elvis and the whale uh again I, actually is... real quick i guess you could say the same thing about makeup and hair because when you compare something like all quiet on the western front which has costumes oh sorry which has makeup, makeup and hair but it also is they're covered naturalistic in dirt yeah. and they're gross and they're oily and it looks really sweaty. great yeah. yeah yeah but comparing that to like just the right making someone look normal but in character i think i think two different things i think this is a shoe in for the whale uh if the whale doesn't win i will be surprised oh with the fat suit and everything well didn't um with it Brendan Fraser? No, um, in uh, the movie about Churchill. Uh, Gary Oldman. Gary Oldman yeah. had fantastic makeup design, put him in a fat yeah. suit, changed his appearance. He didn't look like himself at all. Yeah. But I think the whale is going to win this one, but I would really prefer it if Batman does. Really? Yeah. Have you Why? seen Batman? Yeah. Yeah. 
Because in The Whale, Brendan Fraser looks like Brendan Fraser, except just larger. Where the fuck is Colin Farrell in The Penguin? Well, yeah, that's he do- true. He doesn't... It, it, he is virtually unrecognizable. But, he, he is physically a different person. That, but uh, I don't where think a the, lot of the complaints... The process, I don't think the prosthetics were nearly as good. I think they were really good. They, I, no, I'm not saying they're not bad. I, I, but if you, you have a... You have if a, you look at the conversation around the Batman... Yeah. A lot of people were saying, why did they even cast Colin Farrell in this when they could have cast an Literally actor anyone. who just looked yeah. like that? When they could have just cast Richard Kind or somebody. Yeah. He doesn't look like himself and he doesn't act like himself and he doesn't sound like himself. Um, I 100% think that that alone, regardless of how good the rest of the movie looked in hair and makeup, which it, it was great. Yeah. I think that they nailed the way that, um, what's his name looked? Uh, Robert Pattinson. I think they nailed his appearance yeah. in that uh, they they really got him gaunt and moody, and his hair was all fucked up the entire film. So if you're saying, but what is that? So what do you think the category is really? Are you voting on? I mean, the problem is it's not it's not that it's all it's quite political. But would you in, in an ideal world, what are you voting? Are you are you voting on how well did the the hair and makeup overall sell the character in the movie? I suppose, yeah. That that's or the quality kinda, of the hair and makeup. It's a combination of both, isn't it? Right? Like if if it sells it, but it's not really advancing technique and it's not doing anything new or interesting, then it's kind of hard to rank it. So last year, uh, a movie called The Eye Eyes of Tammy Faye, which I haven't seen. Oh yeah, no, 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 no. It, it, Jessica okay. Chastain and um, Andrew Garfield. Oh. Look up, look up a picture of that. And then other things in that was uh, Dune, House of Gucci, and Cruella. Yeah, uh, no, Eyes of Tammy Faye definitely deserved to win. Mostly because House, House of Gucci also had an actor in a fat suit. And that's like the, the new good thing. But it was Jared Leto and he couldn't move his mouth. Oh. Where was um, 20,000 20, Years of Solitude? Was that last year or this year? That was this year. Uh, 3,000 Years Longing. Three, that's the one. That wasn't nominated for anything. No, it wasn't. Hmm. I mean, it talk about amazing. Actually, that's crazy. It wasn't nominated for anything. Yeah, you've seen it, right? I I still have not seen it. Oh my god! Yeah. The I've only heard great design, things. Costume design, the it. production design. I thinking that's been horribly snubbed. Actually, mm-hmm. wow. Yeah, I don't. I only just realized that the also the. I mean, yeah. That also original screenplay that could have been easily yeah. nominated for. I guess George Miller doesn't really campaign for that kind of although they, they gave him a campaign for, for mad max, max right? yeah. yeah and happy feet got a lot of awards too yeah yeah i wonder why that wasn't nominated anyway hmm. uh are there any specific categories you'd like to talk to or do you just want to go down and do uh oh uh, we can skip over some that i don't really okay so let's see um oh let's go to, let's talk about best uh best supporting actor for a second because that's a really well, interesting. let's do the ones that people don't care as much about and then oh, we'll yeah. go up and do the, the the interesting ones. uh i can't talk about any of these shorts because i haven't seen any of them yet uh yeah so sound i haven't seen go, go yeah, the shorts documentary shorts I haven't seen oh batman wins on sound Batman or Top Gun? Oh, no. All Quiet on the Western Front was amazing. Uh, Batman? Uh, bum, bum, bum. No, no. We're not talking about music. We're talking about sound. Oh, yeah. But the sound of that movie was amazing. The sound is great. I just think that the Batman was very bold in that most action scenes did not were not scored. Most of them were just sound design. Well, we have... So, in the sound category, All Quiet on the Western Front, Avatar The Way of Water, The Batman, Elvis, Top Gun Maverick. Um again elvis was just boz lerman it's just indulgence and loud it's ma- it's it's maximalism uh, i haven't seen enough about of it to judge it on the sound i don't think um, it, it's every other boz lerman movie t- i think ah man i don't know that's uh of those 
five movies. Well, yeah, I was going to say Where's Everything Where Everywhere All At Once, but that was more music than sound yeah. effects for sure. Um, I don't know, dude. All, All Quiet on the Western Front was so atmospheric. The music added, sorry, the sound effects were spot on. Yeah, really it, putting it, they, in that. Like, were. What about, I, I'm not what saying about, it was worse. So the scene when they've stormed into the French trenches, yeah. and they 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 open a flap, they go into like a little bunker and they find all that food. Yeah. And they're eating that food and then they hear something. They hear, and they hear rattling. Yeah. And they go out and it's the, the uh, English, I think of the English tanks. Yeah. Coming towards them. Oh my God. And they're just unwavering and yeah. just they, uh, forward. Yeah. They hold W. Yeah. yeah. No, it's... The, the Top Gun. The sound was design just... was really good. I think that's being hurt for me because I didn't see it in the theater. Which one? All quiet. All quiet. I think that if I saw it with a good sound system, it would make a huge difference. Yeah, probably. Um, Avatar. I don't know. I'm sure it was amazing. I'm sure it's fine. I'm sure of all the things in that movie, I'm sure it puts you in that world. Yeah, which is you a know, lot of sound effects, more yeah. water. Um, yeah, no, but Batman was. I don't remember it well enough. But all it, for me, Batman is the standout here from the what four out of the five that I've watched. I think that with Batman, it was just the sound design is inescapable and the score was so the score and the licensed soundtrack were so minimal that it it, it, it the sound it, the sound design is the score of the film. Hmm. I mean, the main theme is four notes uh, and then you have something in the way by fucking Nirvana. I really don't it's, remember it well enough. It, it, it's just like the the the, uh, the Batmobile oh, chase. Yeah, yeah, no, but the Batmobile chase has no music at all. It's like five minutes of just car sounds. Yeah. And it is so engaging. I don't know if that's because of the sound or because of the visuals or because of the editing, mm. but I'm not, I wasn't bored and I didn't find it like any less emotional watching that scene without a score, which I think is a major strength to the film. Yeah. Um, and I, I think that if you added a score, it would have actually cheapened the scene. The only thing I maybe wouldn't fit in this category, don't know about Elvis, but Top Gun Maverick was a lot of music, but I don't yeah. necessarily remember the sound standing out to me. I mean, no, I'm sure it, it was incredible. There, in there was enough that didn't have music where it's just jet sounds, but it, it's kind of one note. Mm. Uh, yeah. it, it's fine. Uh, visual effects, All Quiet, Avatar, Batman, Black Panther, and top gun i mean we all know the answer right uh it's avatar avatar yeah win. i mean avatar is gonna win it, it it's the, you don't even have to see the movie to know yep. it, the, the cgi on that is insane yep um top gun had so few visual effects and when it was there you could actually tell because everything else was so high fidelity i don't necessarily remember Which there's a there's a couple there's a couple shots where like missiles launch or oh, where yeah. the jets are flying the, where it, like it, the lighting is just when they're flying through the thing and, yeah. the, and the uh and the the, the turrets turrets yeah I, yeah I do know what you're talking about the the uh yeah so i i think top gun doesn't even deserve to be there black panther had some wacky cgi i think the batman was very naturalistic with its use of visual I have effects no idea how much visual effects were on all quiet it's but got i'm it. sure there was a ton you think those tanks were practical yeah. You think they actually had practical tanks rolling over people? I actually do think they had some practical tanks. Yeah. They, they must have had, like, made for, of, the, for the hero shots. Made of, like, like plywood. Pl yeah. I've been inside those tanks. In um, uh, in uh, London, there's an, uh, there's the Imperial War Museum. Yeah. And you can get and climb inside them. They're pretty... They're tiny. Pretty... No, those are huge. On the inside? Yeah, it's like a big metal shell. They didn't, they didn't oh, have, like... um. <laughs> there's no padding. They weren't, like, advanced at all. Yeah. I mean, those, those tanks were actually horrible because they would break down really easily and then you just stuck inside yeah um, um here scroll all the way to the top and let's just do a round of predictions real fast and well then we so can move yeah on. uh let's see i just want to see if there's anything else you want to talk in depth about before we do prediction proper yeah. predictions uh 
Do we do production design? Uh, no, we didn't. We let's talk it, right? about it very briefly. Yeah, so production design is All Quiet on the Western Front, Avatar The Way of Water, Babylon, Elvis, The Fablemans. Um, all pretty strong. I haven't seen the lion's share of these. I, I'm, yeah, of the ones I've seen, I mean, again, Avatar The Way of Water, the whole fucking thing is production design, basically. Or CG. I mean, like, how much of it... How I mean, both. You have real? to design yeah. the world, right? Yeah, that's not production design. That's VFX. No, it's production design designs it. VFX right. makes it. If you if you say so. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I I don't I don't like the know art in the film. Counts. I I don't know whether again if that's the case, then all animated movies should be eligible for production design. If they're not, are then they not? it's unfair. I don't think so. I've never no, seen I'm one. Sure. I've never sure. seen one besides Avatar: The Way of Water being nominated. The fact that Avatar: The Way of Water is in the live action category, and Marcel the Shell with Shoes on is in best animated. <laughs> doesn't make any fucking sense to me because one of them both of them are probably equal parts animated in live action yeah yeah um i mean honestly i haven't seen babylon but from the trailer it looks it looks phenomenal yeah i was gonna i can't remember off the top of my head there was one that i thought got snubbed for production design oh well i mean yeah obviously uh uh, three thousand years of yeah of solitude solitude or longing whatever it is you flub that every time i can't never remember that bloody name um and there are a couple other ones that might fit into there as well actually uh okay let's do what else have we talked about uh just just go up to the top we'll talk about everything on the way down well do i'm just looking to see if there's any like music was mm. we'll we'll talk about oh, it on the way down. original song yeah Here, let, this let's... is life everything everywhere at once uh that's gonna be a hard choice okay let's start with be- best okay, picture okay. run it through and just give like one sentence on why, what you think will win and why okay one second fill, fill some dead space um so be- for best picture we have all quieter on the western front Avatar, The Way of Water, Banshees of Anishrin, Elvis, Everything Everywhere All at Once, The Fablemans, Tar, Top Gun Maverick, Triangle of Sadness, and Women Talking. What do you think? I think it's such a strong, such a strong category for once. Finally, finally, after a number of years, we've got like actual, actually viable, fantastic movies that aren't just political. Yeah. You know what I mean? And not just that. They're all films that are just films. They're... <laughs> it's like... Go- going to the movie and coming out being entertained properly entertained like going to see raiders of the lost ark in the cinemas or something and kind of invigorated and inspired even with elvis it made me want to make a movie that was better than it you know <laughs> <laughs> that's not a that's not like such a dig of the movie i'm finishing this still um but it, it, it did feel like filmmaking and it felt like cinema I mean, um, two all, movies. Even, for- Top Gun Maverick is the only movie that has made me want to drive that fast and that recklessly. Yeah, like it. It, it just like, going ah, out of that dri- movie. Drive was pretty good for that as well. I think. No, drive is like slow drive. No, like, dude. Driving at night with some like driving at night. Throw on some Kavinsky. Yeah, just like in the rain. <laughs> tear through the city. Yeah, put your high beams on. I don't know, man. Uh, uh, my, to- Top Gun Maverick. My veins were just filled with adrenaline yeah. leaving the theater yeah. and it's it's very very rare that i feel that way um i think that it's a toss-up between fablemans which i haven't seen and everything everywhere and everything everywhere all yeah, at once i do too i think everything everywhere all at once is a darling right now it's doing very very well everything everywhere all at once apart from all the other things about it it was such a fucking fresh movie it's, to watch it's new it i mean it, in terms of also inspiring other filmmakers yeah we, I watched it on my own to start with, and then I watched it again with, I think, Mick, and then again with both of you. Yeah. And every time, it, as a filmmaker, it makes you want to 
just go and make movies. It's it, so inspiring. Same happened with the Fablemans. I still haven't seen the Fablemans. I need I need to get to it. I'm getting what, to what like, I really like about the Fablemans is I tweeted about it. Is, um, I think a lot of artists feel that they're doing something that's sort of self-indulgent rather than helping society in a way. Like they're not like studying hard to become a doctor or an engineer or something. And you can kind of feel bad about that. Like you're, you're, you're being sort of self-indulgent in a, in a art form that doesn't, I don't want to say it doesn't help the world, but on the surface, it's not, it may not feel like it. It may not feel like it. And what the Fablemans does is it is a, a, just a gorgeous reminder to all artists that, what they do really does matter and can change people's lives. And, uh, and it, yeah, it, it was so good. It was so, I don't, I can't really say anything else cause Adrian hasn't watched yeah, it. I, I need to watch it. But, um, I was blown away by that movie between everything, everywhere else and the Fablemans. Yeah. It, it again, Nothing, ev- none of the other movies in the category had that effect on me. Everything everywhere all at once also appeals to it. A lot make of that movies, you know. a lot of my influences are very, very, like, st- starkly represented within that film. Yeah, uh, it, it draws a lot upon media that I love, and kind of it, it's kind of a love letter to that while being its own very distinct thing. Same with the that, Fablemans is, yeah. I think I would, as a someone that's into film and a filmmaker, I think the Fablemans is like right up my alley i'm not so sure of like appeal appeal to general general public people excuse me people seem to love it but i'm i can't judge that for other people but for me it was especially because spielberg spielberg and seeing his origin story which i think a lot of people were moaning about how the film the only the negative criticism is it's like this self-indulgent yeah autobiographical thing who cares oh it couldn't have been like this before the movie came out, for years I've read about the exact stories that were represented yeah. in that movie. And um, why is it okay to make a, a biopic about Johnny Cash, directed by somebody who's not Johnny Cash and starring somebody who's not Johnny Cash, but a a man making a movie about his own life who is who is I himself what his a motivation was to make the movie who fucking cares he's god he's steven spiel he yeah. can make whatever the hell he wants at this point i mean i think it, it, at this point i think he's just doing a victory lap he did uh he did uh west side story which he's wanted to do his entire life oh, so he did this which seems like it's recreating all of the things he always wanted to do and just didn't have an excuse to do yeah uh i think it's because he's probably just sort of the story he's, when you remove Spielberg, just when you watch it, the story is yeah. about a lot of things. It's about um, not fitting in. It's about how a child deals with divorce. It's about how you. But those are those discover- are all of his movies. Every single one of his yeah. movies is about that. Yeah. So it, it's a capstone, and I mean, between him and uh, and John Williams doing this as like, I mean, Williams has, has said he's going to retire after Indy six or Indy five. Did he? Yeah. I thought he, he said, reti- was that after he retired, and then yeah. he said, "You yeah. can't say no to Spielberg." Yeah. And then he came back for this and then did Indy 6 and then he's out. Uh-huh, sure. So between, he'll be back for, uh, yeah, the, he'll next be back Spielberg, for the next Spielberg yeah. movie. But be- between him and Spielberg, and they're both getting up there in years, this is, what, 78 this is... what, 78 now? Spielberg? Yeah. Yeah, and John Williams is like 90. 90-something. 90 yeah. They're just doing a victory lap. I'll, I'll, who cares? Oh, why is he doing this movie? Because he fucking wants to, and he did a good 76. job, so let him, you know? You know, my dad almost ran him over. Yeah. Apparently he was uh, driving. Mick uh, almost ran over Stan Lee one time. <laughs> really? Yeah. Yeah. Apparently my dad was uh, driving through some, uh, somewhere in LA. Yeah. And this guy darts out in the crosswalk. My dad stands on the brakes <laughs> and he looks at him and it's Spielberg. 
Nice. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, so I, I think that best picture, it's a toss up between those two. Uh, yeah. Actor in a leading role. You want to read this one off? Uh, yeah. I'm just looking at, in terms of best picture, if you're going to pick like a weird one that should win possibly. I mean, I think triangle of sadness. I figured you were going to say that. Uh, but then, oh, I mean, they're all so strong. They're all Banshee, really If movies. you like, if you like these sort of slow burn, interesting dialogue pieces, Banshees of Inishmore. Um, if you like, you know, it's written on the screen. You can just read what initiate. It it's because it, the play is called. Yeah, no, I know. It's yeah. a different play. Um, yeah. When I'm talking, I haven't seen. I don't know much about. I mean, it. Top Gun is something that reinvigorated theater going cinema. Top too. Gun is a fucking blockbuster. Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah, it is the blockbuster yeah. of the last couple of years. Yeah. And I mean, I think it, it's probably the best blockbuster, like the most invigorating it's blockbuster in, since Endgame. It's infused life back into going. People to just want to go to the movies. And they don't want they they don't want to be talked down to. They don't want to be talked down to. They don't want to. They don't want to have today's political standings or goings on or whatever shoehorned into every fucking plot because it's. I don't know why people even, do that. Even if it it's important, that, but... it, it, even because it's important, that's not a good enough excuse yeah. to make that about everything about yeah, it. Yeah, shove it's it's one. It's yeah. so draining. I want to go to the movies when I was a kid. You know, I want to feel yeah. like walking in. When you're a kid, you walk into the movies. The, there's that red carpet. Everything's sort of red and dark. Uh, you go get some popcorn and you go through a portal into another world. You sit down and then you wake up again two hours later, and that's what. Top and I, Maverick. Ideally, you felt something. Yeah, yeah. That, that, that's what I mean. Like you basically dream for two hours, and then you wake up again. Like Top Gun is one of those movies where you watch it and you reappear on the other side. Yeah. You don't like, oh, I need to pee. Oh, I need to grab some water. I'm yeah, shuffle around. Let me check my phone. It's a fucking blockbuster. Thank God. And I want to see more, much more of those kinds of yeah. movies. God bless Joseph. that's been my biggest issue with a lot of the yeah. Oscars, at least for bet. Uh, they've they've all out. been statement pictures. And th this year it feels yeah. like a, a very stark departure yeah. from that. And thank also, you to uh, Tom Cruise and, and whoever the other producers uh, were. For... Joseph Kaczynski is the director also. Oh, yeah, he's yeah, so he's, good. He's fantastic. Insisting on unwavering yeah. and coming out. Unwavering yeah. vision, unwavering passion. Yeah. I mean, that movie deserves to be in best picture not because of the quality of the film itself but because of the implication because of the for, quality of the film but because of the implication for cinema as an art yeah um which is weird to say about fucking top gun yeah. right like yeah. it really volatile yeah, yeah exactly like <laughs> yeah anyway let's go on to actors. also so are we oh, i think God. we spoke about it but it was so good how they treated um remember when this Kilmer? was like one sentence <laughs> i know well whatever <laughs> yeah um it's our podcast we can go as long as we want val kilmer was great also yeah like it, it was very I mean, respectable that, like such good writing and like Having there would there would have been so many more movies that would have just made the movie that up about or that made it also gross, yeah made it kind of Icky. gross as in like we get, everyone who is in that world knows what's going on with Val Kilmer yeah. that was the best way of adding him into the movie without being like hey look we're adding him into the movie yeah as a statement piece or giving him too much to do yeah you know. Uh, it's insisting that he's in the movie was great. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, actor uh, actor in a leading role. Oh, uh, they also build him first, I think. Yeah, they did. Yeah, I they build they Val did. Kilmer first. Which and is also fucking again, crazy. Everything and all the supporting cast before Tom Cruise. And also everything everywhere all at once. Yeah. What I think I spoke about this before as well, but what blew me away, and I have so much respect for those two directors, the yeah. Daniels, the first people that come up after the mandatory credits. So there's mandatory credits that are in like rule. DJ Above the rules. line pr yeah. producers, director. The first people that are in the credits before anyone else is the PAs. Before the, the actors. PAs. Before everyone. Before yeah. the actors, the director, 
I mean, that's in the the thing, but yeah, yeah I thought that was, so, I have so much respect for the Daniels for yeah. that. So much respect. Anyway, uh, actors in a leading role, we have Austin Butler and Elvis, Colin Farrell and Banshees, uh, Brendan Fraser in The Whale, Paul Mescal in After Sun, which I haven't seen, and Bill Nighy in Living, which I haven't seen. Yeah, so I've seen, well, you haven't seen The Whale either, have you? I have not seen The Whale, but given the, seen, given the press Have you seen any story, of those movies? Uh, no, I haven't, actually, yeah. yeah. No, no, I saw Elvis. You watched it all the way through? Yeah. Wow. It, it was it was a hate. <laughs> it was a it, it was a hate watch. It was a hate it, watch. It was like I knew it was gonna get nominated for fucking everything and like the last umpteen Baz Luhrmann movies have just been fucking like assaults on my sensibility. Yep. That I was like, okay, let's see if this one's worth it. And lo and I, behold, it, let me it just double I, fucking I think garbage. I like a couple of his movies, but that one but you in like particular... uh what's it called? Moulin Rouge. Moulin Rouge was, I haven't watched it. I think granted. Chicago is okay. That's him. Oh, right? Is it? I, I think so. Thought Chicago was incredible. Um, um, let me see. Baz Luhrmann. Only there was a handy dandy app for this. Chicago. Um, one second. 2002. Rob Marshall. Okay, so it wasn't even Baz Luhrmann. Never mind. It was just kitschy and stylish, and that's why I thought it was him. Yeah, but it was Chicago good, was so it obviously wasn't. Baz Luhrmann's done The Great Gatsby. Great Gatsby. I hated that movie. Terrible uh let's see if you wanted to do like a modern day version of the great gatsby just do a modern did australia day version. from 2008 which i'm Fucking actually garbage really man. i'm interested in watching that he did romeo and juliet the one with um yeah the baz Luhrmann one that was fun i like that movie. yeah that was because it was before he had a budget that was a re- that to be that was a re- actually that's only the third movie he's done that was really fun because it was a modernization of romeo and juliet, romeo and juliet yeah. with uh if Claire anyone Danes hasn't and seen Leo. That, yeah, that was fun. That yeah. was really fun. I remember studying that in English class. You know? Yeah, I yeah. mean, that's the one that they use to get people into it. Yeah. Moulin Rouge, I thought was really fun. Ugh. I haven't seen it since I watched it with a girlfriend at the time. Yeah. You know, and they were like, let's watch Moulin Rouge. And it was good. I enjoyed it. Um, Buzz Lerman, like, I love candy. I love eating candy. Candy is like, if, if you put a bag of candy in front of me, it's gone yeah, within half really an hour. He hasn't done that much. But it, Buzz Lerman is like just eating a bowl of pure sugar. Like literally just granulated sugar I, and taking handfuls and stuffing it down your fucking throat. I think I I think I there's so, there's there's such thing as too much of a good thing. It, it was just aggressive, like um, in your face editing, quick cuts, and it was just too yeah. much. Like let let something play out, please. He's what? Did you did you get to that scene? Yeah, I did. Yeah. I, I did He's what? To... He's what? He's what? It's fucking terrible. Yeah. Um, I, I cannot believe that's even nominated because of that. I mean, just, just because to that's be fair, it. though, to Austin Butler, we're talking about lead, leading yeah, roles. He, he did okay. Oh, he was... He I, okay. I think he did a bloody good job as yeah, Elvis. I guess. Um, um, then, okay, so yeah. So in this... I, I have, but I, I, so we've I, both I think, sort of seen Elvis. Yeah. Banshees of, of Inisherin. Colin Farrell is so, such a phenomenon. And it was... He plays this... Um, he's the singer, right? No. No, he's uh, the no, bar owner? He, he's the... He's kind of just a loser, basically. <laughs> <laughs> the movie is about um, Brendan Fraser and Domino Gleeson. Uh, uh, Colin Farrell. Sorry, Colin, sorry. Co- Colin Farrell and Brendan Gleeson are two friends on this tiny, tiny little island where there's barely any people. Uh, Colin Farrell lives with his sister, who got nominated for uh, Best Supporting Actress. Kerry Condon. Um, right? He's kind of a simpleton. He's got... I think he's a farmer. He's got some cows. And... They're both just kind of like. Uh, Br- Brendan Gleeson's character is a musician, on the island, plays violin, writes songs, and uh, basically, uh, Dominic Gleeson's character is getting older. He's older than this other guy. The other guy is kind of simple and kind of boring, and uh, Bre- uh, Brendan Gle- uh, Dominic Gleeson realizes. Brendan Gleeson. 
Yeah, he he, he, he all over the place. I know. <laughs> he he realizes too many fucking names. He realizes that uh, he's getting later in life and he's just wasting all this time talking to this idiot, basically. <laughs> well, not an idiot, but he's just kind of simple. And is that the uh, the description of this podcast? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> he, he he he's uh he realizes that you know does he want to spend his last years just going to the pub every day at a specific time and drinking and just chatting about just kind of the same bullshit or does he want to try and write music and etc 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 and Colin Farrell plays this sort of innocent sort of a idiotic um but charming character yeah yeah it's a really beautiful beautiful movie and actually very very different from the usual shit that that director writes. So who do you think is going to win this? Well, I haven't seen After Sun. I haven't seen Living. I, I I mean, just from the ones you know. I have heard, though, that Bill Nye was, in, oh, as we said, incredible in, yeah. in Living. I bet you it's going to be Brendan Fraser or... Actually, you know what? I, I think know. it's I think it's going to be an upset. It's going to be Austin Butler. I was going to say that. I think it's going to be Austin Butler. Brent, I wish who was a supporting role in that movie. He wasn't... I don't even think he was yeah. a lead in that. But Brendan Fraser is not going to win, and it's going to upset the internet so bad, and well, it's going to light a fire under the entire internet's. Ass. They're either going, they either are, and because he's, he also might get. There's, you know, he might get the sort of. Not that I, I haven't seen it, so I don't, I'm sure. I'm sure his performance is absolutely phenomenal, and I've actually heard that that that's by far the best part of the movie. Um, he might win for that. He might also win for like he's he's in this renaissance yeah it's a good a it's a good act- political choice yeah a lot of uh, actors or people win for like hey you've been in the business for 20 years yeah. and you haven't won yet like leo winning for um Revenant. Revenant. he didn't deserve that one he, he deserved didn't... it for uh wolf of wall every other bloody movie wolf of wall Street the one. year before yeah um all right so um, let's move on to actress i haven't seen tara the blonde was awful um i haven't seen two leslie i haven't seen the fable men's michelle yo so we got Kate blanchett and tara under the armas in blonde uh, Andrea Riceborough in To Leslie, Michelle Williams in The Fablemans, and Michelle Yeoh in Everything Everywhere All at Once. The so, favorite right now is Michelle Yeoh in Every, Everything Everywhere All at Once. I think it's going to be Kate Blanchett and Tar, just because Kate Blanchett is Kate Blanchett, and she's fucking awesome. Also, she has she, she also, has one before, but she won like eight years ago. For also, like because I don't think the Academy wants Everything Everywhere All at Once, which is everything. a small movie. Not to win everything, but just to sweep the acting categories, which it, it very well might do. I mean, hey... Fucking Lord of the Rings did it. Yeah, but that was that was that that was the third movie. Still, that was the third movie still, after the first two didn't win yeah, shit. Like I, you couldn't like those movies are amazing. Yeah, but if you look at the Oscars, the stuffy and you yeah, know, that movie I, was so goddamn good. It broke through. <laughs> everyone was like, "Yeah, you got it." You know? Yeah. yeah. I I think that uh, I was like, I don't think that kind of filming undertaking had had happened yet in the film business i yeah well, I, i'm not sure but the the back-to-back shooting and like the scale three of the or four production. years it was yeah. huge it was, and also it was a was it the biggest budget ever at that time I, probably maybe. not but like it was like 300 was million or something a lot of money yeah all right so i i think it's between michelle yo and Kate blanchett just by buzz um i've heard good things about michelle williams i don't understand um, why any actress was nominated as a leading role in that to be fair I, I don't I also the movie I, I don't know why Anna Armas was even nominated here. Um, I feel like Michelle Williams should have been nominated for best supporting. She was fantastic. I, I in think the movie. it might be either screen time or simply or contract or even just that she was a uh, the best supporting role was. She, she's she's absolutely incredible, but the movie's about 
the kid. The kid. Right? Yeah. The movie is about the kid. And the mother and Michelle Williams is absolutely amazing. Some of the stuff that she conveys is 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 great, but Yeah. Best leading? Uh yeah, so I think it's it's Michelle Yeoh or Kate Blanchett. Ana de Armas, like crying is not the uh I think she I think she's a fantastic actress. I Ana think de Armas? Like, yeah, I do yeah, think no, she, she's great. She's fantastic, but uh, I, again, we, crying couldn't, couldn't crying for two hours, I, I think almost three hours, is not worthy of an Academy Award if all the crying is the same crying. There's no uh, there's no range of emotion in that film. She can't do the accent to save her life, which is fine, but like was it, it's was not... Was she even trying? I don't think she was She trying. was. There, there's scenes where she's got it and scenes where she doesn't. Oh, I thought they were just doing a reimagining where who, who? Mar- um, Marilyn Monroe was... No, Cuban, Spanish. She's, sure. She is Cuban. They no, they they're still doing. It's the same. It's it's Marilyn Monroe. Like it's not supposed to be a different. Version Anna Diarmas has got the it factor. Like if you go yeah. back to the like old fifties, sixties, thirties movies. Yeah, she's got that. She is a like. She's got that starlet. Is star- yeah, starlet yeah. is the word, right? Yeah, yeah. She has it. She's a. But I was I, reading a Reddit thread earlier yeah. about how. Uh, a, a lady was talking about like how I just don't get Anna Diarmas, and then she asked any of her male friends yeah and they were like i don't care what the movie is <laughs> yeah no she, she's just got something about her she's yeah. got that je ne sais quoi yeah um directing well i, I just, I just yeah, going back to the category i think yeah Kate blanchett or michelle yo yeah probably are the t- Ma- I, michelle yo might yeah. actually be a political pick um she's the Possibly. first asian woman nominated in this category oh really yeah interesting so that that may be an influence. I not to say that I think she deserves it less. She absolutely knocked it out of the oh, park. Oh yeah, no. Movie. I mean But she was not the strongest performance in that film. That is true. That is true. She she's short like round. the third short round. It, it's the... it's between Shorty and it's between um Stephanie Shu, which we'll talk about in a second. Uh, maybe, maybe. I, I think she was strong. I, I it, that's not diminishing her quality. Because you have to throw I, everybody else. Then you have to those throw two you other have actors to throw in Jamie Lee Curtis again. I think you got to throw her in. If you on the set, you haven't watched it tw- twice yet, right? I, I've watched it twice. You have? Okay, yeah. okay, yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so what do you want to do? Uh, directing, just go okay, down. Let's down. make it quick, though. Directing Martin McDonough for the Banshees of Inishmore. Uh, Inisherin, excuse Jesus me. Fucking Christ. Uh, the two Daniels, Daniel Kwan and Daniel Shinut. Everything, everywhere, all at once. Spielberg, The Fablemans, Todd Field, Tar, and Ruben Osland, Triangle of Sadness. Having not seen uh, the last three, or uh, having not seen four out of the five here. Uh, I'm sure Steven Spielberg did an excellent job directing, and given that this is his movie about him, he may deserve it as like a lifetime achievement thing. But on the other hand, the Daniels yeah. directed the shit out of this movie. Yeah. The the fact that they were able to keep their heads above water, just trying to figure out what the fuck was being shot that day. Yep. If everything is in the same location, everything is the same actors. Everything looks the same and feels the same, and, and they were able to make that multiple shoot. takes of the same scene but differently. From diff- yeah, yeah. Uh, being able to pre-produce also being a able low to, budget yeah, movie, being able to pre-produce of, that, and and the scale. going down. Uh, there's another category that yeah. I want that to stand out in. Um, the fact that they were able to make that film make sense at all with the way it was written, because you could have written it differently and it, it would have been difference. easier to make sense. <laughs> yeah. Right. But the fact that they made that legible at all makes them fully deserving of this award, yeah. not to diminish the quality of the, the other movies, which I haven't seen. I think this might be the toughest category, actually. Yeah. I do, because... Uh, I mean, Martin, having seen anything else by Martin McDonough, great. Steven Spielberg, I don't even have to speak to that. 
Um, I will say. What else though, has Todd Field done? I, I know his name. I know his name. I can't. I can't um, and then Ruben Ostland. I've only seen The Square. I haven't seen. Uh, what, what's the other one he did? Uh, he's done multiple. He did uh, Force Majeure. Force Majeure. That's yeah. the one. Um, I don't. I, I would say I've seen the first. I've seen Banshees. I've seen everything every, all at once. I've seen Fablemans, and I and I've seen Triangle of Sadness. I haven't seen Tar. Um, I would say it's definitely between everything, everywhere, all at once, and the Fablemans. Did uh, Spielberg didn't win for uh, last year, right? For um, no, he didn't win. Who won best directing last year? I don't know. Uh, let me I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to look into it because it's just going to take too long. Yeah, and uh, I'm already trying to figure out who Todd Field is. He's received six nominations. Really? Yeah. Let's see filmography. Um, read out. Start reading the next section. Well, I was just going to say between. I don't think that. Trying Triangle of Sadness was great, but it wasn't as good as The Square. Um, still fantastic movie. I just thought The Square was just way better in terms. Of, I don't know, just hit hit for me. And I think prediction. Who do you think is going to win this? For what directing? directing. Uh, Spielberg or the Daniels? I think. Who? Which one? W- out of the two of them? Yeah. Who do you think? Oof, that's that's really difficult yeah, because it, one is a lifetime achievement award in the lifetime achievement film. Well, you haven't. I guess you haven't seen the movie, right? I, the movie I, was I, I'm sure it's phenomenal. I'm sure, and it was. also it's for film people. Yeah, I I think it's tough, that, dude. They're both they're both. I think right up. There. I, I having not seen it, but having seen everything everywhere, I think that just simply based on the caliber of directing necessary to make the movie make sense, uh, the Daniels take it. I but think, I, think I think that Steven's, is gonna win. I, I think Spielberg is going to win the yep. uh, win the thing. I think they're um, so hard to judge also, against wait, each no, other. Also, wait, no, I yeah. also want to say something. This is a kind of a non sequitur, but I've seen people talking about the Fablemans and they're like, oh, he changed the name in, of the family and that doesn't really reflect him. He could have just called them the Spielbergs and it would have made sense. Uh, people aren't getting the pun there. His name is Spielberg. Uh, in Yiddish, a spiel is a long drawn out story with a moral ending. Um, that's what a fable is. He named his fake family from the Spielbergs, meaning the 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 storytellers, to the Fablemans, meaning the storytellers. It's literally the same name. It's a pun. It's fine. Just move on. Yeah. All right. Uh, actor in a supporting role. Uh, we have uh, Brendan Gleeson. Not in... Donald. <laughs> yeah, not Donald. Excuse me. Brendan Gleeson in Banshees of Inisherin. Uh, Brian Tyree Henry in Causeway. Judd Hirsch in the Fablemans. Uh, Ju- if, well, Judd... Never That's mind. also kind of lifetime achievement. <laughs> yeah. Uh, although his... He's very minor. In he's film, in right? it for five minutes yeah. or 10 minutes. And he's absolutely incredible. I he believe. plays the character. That, I don't want to spoil anything, but yeah. he plays the character. He basically comes in as um, Spielberg's mum's uncle. is kind of estranged. Yeah. And just shows up at the house one day <laughs> and stays a couple of days and leaves. But while he stays, he's the one that looks at Spielberg and goes, you're an artist and you need to pursue this, or otherwise you can regret it for the rest of your life. I think there, just in in terms of what I've seen of the movie, yeah. the trailer alone sold me when uh, if somebody says like somebody says something to him and he's like, "Don't call it a hobby." Yeah, and like the the something about the musical swell and yep. the intensity with which the the a- young actor delivers yep. that line is like, "Whoa, what the fuck?" Yeah, <laughs> like yep. anybody else could have made that moment, but nobody else could have made it as good. Yeah. Yeah, which is a testament to his directing skill. For sure. Yeah. Um, then we have uh, Barry Kyo- Kyo- how do you pronounce Kyogen. Kyogen in Banshees of Inisherin, And Ki Hui Kwan. Shorty. Short round. It's data. Yeah, short round in everything, everywhere, all at once. I mean, if he doesn't take it, I, I, Brendan Gleeson is a great actor. Judd Hirsch, awesome. 
Brian Tyree Henry, I've he's really great in everything I've seen. I haven't seen Callsway, but I'm sure he's great. Um, he was he was in a um, uh, what's it called? The Bullet Train. He was the uh, Lemon, Tangerine's brother. Oh, yeah. he's a good actor. So I, I like him. Big guy. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, he's really good. Barry Keoghan is generally Horsway. okay. I don't know, but I've never heard of Horsway. I mean, if Kehoe Kwan doesn't, if Kehoe Kwan doesn't take this, I'm gonna be so surprised. Well, so for, he, for out of out of 33 nominations so far, he's taken 32, and that's only this year. Out of every his entire career, he's had 33 nominations. Is they it all 33 came, nominations. They all came from this year, this movie, this role. Wow! It's his first time back. He is sweeping. He's got so, so much. So for people that don't know, him. he's been out of acting for 20 years. Yeah. And he's been in so I don't uh, know what fight he choreography. Did. Yeah, he's been in fight choreography. And so Everything Everywhere All at Once was originally written for Jackie Chan. Yeah. And um, well, Jackie Chan was supposed to be Michelle Yeoh's character. I yes. Think. Yeah. And instead, they kind of did some They flipped it. Fuckery. And, and yeah. I think the film is stronger for that. Way stronger. I don't way think stronger. that... I don't think... It would have been film, a Jackie Chan movie and it wouldn't have been... I think that the subversiveness of Michelle Yeoh's character being very like brash and hard-headed and hard-hearted versus... Uh, versus Waymond being such a sweet, kind, caring, quiet individual. Yep. I think if if it if that dynamic was swapped and it was a man and a woman in the opposite positions, I think the movie would have been a lot less interesting. Yeah, I, agree. I, I think that there there would be way less to say, and the a woman de- delivering a line about kindness is how I win. I don't think that would have landed as strong. Just because that 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 would feel very hackneyed and very like middle of the road and kind of stereotypical. Mm. Not not saying that it, it is the way that it should be, but that's the way because those perceived. characters are normally because those in characters movies. in films are usually portrayed like that. Mm. The the woman is the kind one and the man is the strong one, and this is such a an inversion of that. Yeah, I, I see that. One of the uh, one of the best things I've read regarding his performance is about that line. Somebody on fucking Reddit posted it. Where uh, you remember the the part where he's like standing outside in the rain and he's smoking? Yeah, the uh, and he says uh, businessman. And no, and he says, uh, in another life, I would have just liked doing laundry and taxes with you. Yeah, and when he said that, was Again. he speaking English? No, he wasn't. I don't but think. in your mind, do you remember him speaking English? Yeah, I do actually. Yeah, that that is a testament to the writing of the film. That is a testament to his acting. That's story. a really good point. Yeah. yeah. Wow, that, I didn't think that, that line yeah. is such a standout moment in the film. And if he had delivered it any differently, if the Daniels had directed it any differently, if it was written differently, I think it would be a much weaker film. Wow. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, the movie's just so tight. I, I, I'd i be surprised if he doesn't win. Not Again, not, I haven't seen the rest of the films, but like I, I just can't imagine any anything standing up against that. Plus this the, the underdog story. Yeah. He's literally been the underdog his entire career uh from from the start i mean shorty so, shorty had an uphill battle to fight being the the teen or the so, kid's so sidekick in an action movie he he uh he hired a bunch of different he took it really seriously he hired a bunch of different people he, yeah he, he hired a i think one of them was a movement coach yeah and he the movement coach said okay read, read the script said there there are three you're three animals in this yeah you're the businessman is a fox the Wayman, the regular Wayman, like is a, a squirrel. squirrel. Yeah. And uh, the uh, multiverse hopping Wayman is an eagle. Yeah. And so apparently he went around his house like pretending to be animals, pretending to be a squirrel, pretend, pretend, pretend. Yeah. And he, he had he hired like a bunch his, of different people. His acceptance speech at the Golden Globes was the most heartwarming thing I've watch seen. It, actually. Oh man, that that is a great. You need to watch it. Right. It's a great speech. 
Um, anyway, so that that's who I think will win. Uh, do you have any disagreement there? It's it's hard. It's hard. To. Um, he deserves it. He's in way more of the movie. Judd Hirsch, when I first saw it, was like, yeah, that's kind of weird. He's not in enough in the movie enough to warrant winning. I think it, Brendan Gleeson's fantastic. He's basically a leading actor in the movie as well. Yeah, but in terms of just how it made me feel, yeah, short yeah. round for sure. Go shorty. Um, actress in supporting role. We have Angela Bassett in Black Panther: Wakanda Forever. We have Hong Chow in The Whale. We have Kerry Condon in Banshees of Inisherin. Jamie Lee Curtis in Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. And Stephanie Hsu. How do I pronounce her last Hsu, I think. Hsu yeah. in Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. So, I... interesting. Two from Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. I, I, I hate this because, again, I, ha- I haven't seen two of the three movies on this list. Or two of the four movies on this list. Um, but... Stephanie Hsu, I, I mean, I hate to dick ride everything everywhere at once, just on principle, but like it's hard not to. Yep. Jamie Lee Curtis was perfectly serviceable, but I was legitimately upset when uh, Stephanie Hsu was not nominated for the Golden Globe. Yeah, that pissed me off as well. Um, yeah, because she is, she is such a strong show. I mean, it, at the start of this movie, definitely uh, stubbed. Yeah, a, a total snub. At the start of this movie, I thought I was gonna hate the character. She, she's like, sm- like emotionally small and closed off and whiny and quiet and you know it just looks like she's gonna cry at a pin drop and not to disregard the actress but that type of character i feel has just been done to death and usually they they're they're very static through the film and i've seen a lot of stuff in the last like three years where there's just that character off to the side in the film and about one third into the film literally like inciting incident she becomes the object of the film. She becomes the entire reason the film has to happen yeah. in order to change a power dynamic. And she does such a good job of switching between this like kind of soft, sad mode and this like hyper aggressive, sassy, like kind of bitchy, really, really fun character. Mm. Um and I don't know. Angela Bassett was good in Wakanda Forever, but I don't think that it's as dynamic of a performance, and I don't think it showcases her acting ability. Even though she like it, those are real emotions she shows, it's just again she's yelling loudly in a scene, and that's like the showcase. I'm just but trying to Stephanie Shu like from the start that little heel click she does when like yeah, yeah. Joe Bajakaki or whatever the Joe Budakaki whatever Joe whatever Budukaki, it is yeah. when like she comes in and she just like walks 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 with like a tilted ankle and then snap mm-hmm. and when she reveals herself to her mom it's just so aggressive and strong and being able to switch from that to like sad girl on a dime is i i don't think you can exchange that I do, jamie lee curtis is good but like uh, come on i think you could when you think about the difficulty of to play the role i think they're comparable because i don't think stephanie sue did anything that was particularly more difficult than the other other actors in this um category um yeah, it tastes so it's much. a little bit so off compared to the other one. <laughs> yeah, I told you, right? Um, I don't know. It's a hard one. I think Jamie Lee Curtis's character was almost harder to portray. And she did a bloody good job doing I, it. She's she's awesome. Um, she's always been awesome. I, I love her. I love her in those Activia commercials. Again, I, I haven't watched... I mean, like, discounting... What's his face? Uh, Judd Hirsch from The Fablemans because he wasn't in a lot of the movie. Yeah. I only saw the first half an hour of um, Banshees and Nishirin. So 
I don't really understand why Kerry Condon has been nominated because in the first half an hour she's not really in it. Um, the Whale I haven't seen and Black Panther I haven't seen, but I've heard of, like uh, the internet seems to think that Angela Bassett's gonna win this category. That's I would, what I've seen. I think the only reason she would win is um, lobbying and politics versus Stephanie Shu, who I, I I don't think they're gonna let everything everywhere sweep everything everywhere all at once (laughs) (laughs) animated feature film yes so we have Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio we have Marcel the the shell Marcel the shell with the shoes on Puss in Boots the Last Wish the Sea Beast and Turning Red this is the rare case where I've seen all of them have you really I haven't seen Marcel the shell with shoes on actually no I haven't seen Puss in Boots all the way through I haven't seen Turning Red either so I've only seen the first 10 minutes of Puss in Boots The Last Wish and I can say without a doubt that it deserves either the top spot or the second spot here I think it should win Um, I really really love Pinocchio I think that as an animated film was really good and as a Guillermo del Toro film was fucking excellent I really wasn't that impressed with it I loved it I loved every minute of it I was was thoroughly engaged I was thoroughly engaged through it I think it's like the familiarity with the actual Pinocchio myth does change the way that you look at it to be fair I was in a cheese coma the majority of the movie that was uh, was an awful show (laughs) yeah just a Uh, little bit you know what that was the last podcast we did the last podcast we did was right before we right before Pinocchio yeah we had way too much cheese oh my god it was so much cheese we had cheese cheese. and like charcuterie and it was it was terrible yeah delicious i absolutely delicious yeah no i was i did not recover for a couple days driving home was was rough del toro pinocchio i think it's up there but i think puss in boots is it should win Uh, this is fantastic the sea beast was excellent if you haven't seen it you should um very good very very enjoyable turning red was pretty good too i i liked it i i i love domishi i like the movie itself um i love bow i wasn't interested in uh, turning red turning red was really really good and really well put together but i don't think it holds a candle to the animation quality that's present in puss in boots and i don't think it it holds a candle to the heart and the the kind of universality this is another of gamma del Toro's. this is another interesting one so animated feature film how do you judge it are you talking about best movie that was an animation are you talking about best animation in an animated feature film this is such a hard thing to talk about yeah because animated animated should have its own categories and that's why the annie awards exist because also you have you know Guillermo del Toro's pinocchio was some of the absolute best stop claymation. motion i've yeah. ever seen claymation or stop motion it's the same thing eh, they, it, it, it's, i think it was they, stop motion though right? it's stop motion but they have clay elements yeah it was it was shot was it shot on ones i feel like it was shot on ones right uh i think they they uh they ramped the animation at certain oh, okay. points it's it's really well done i mean it's fluid it it has a lot of heart it's it it, it is beautiful some at of the what they're least, doing with, with stop stunning. motion is i have no yeah. idea how they but did it but puss in boots plays with frame rate a lot and it does a really great puss in boots was spectacular uh um no with regards to like are you rating the animation or are you rating like the quality of the film uh, I don't think it was the best film ever, but I think the Lego movie was horribly snubbed in the year that it came out. It wasn't nominated at all. It was almost kind of like it a was, Top Gun. It was just a fucking fun it, movie to but, watch. But look at the animation style in that. Yeah. That's all CG animation. It's all but made 3D. To look like made to look motion. like it's stop motion. There's fingerprints on the models yeah. that are consistent yeah. through the film, and they changed through the film that? to position. That was 2014, I think. For 15, something like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. Fantastic film. It didn't even get nominated. So, yeah. because I think it had one live action segment where Will Ferrell did gave the performance of his entire life. Yeah. But 
why is Marcel the Shell with shoes on nominated then if it's not allowed to have live action elements? I just have a, a, I have a problem with this category in general. I think the Academy has been uh, pretty pretty terrible with it. Um, it, it. It's not a fair category. It usually goes to Disney. Too many great films. Uh, I think the one that hurt me the most was, I, I think it was Frozen, one over the tale of Lady Kaguya, which was a beautiful watercolor-styled animation by Studio Ghibli. By... Oh, okay. Um, not done by Miyazaki. I think it was a different director, but it, it was a, a beautiful film. The last five minutes of that will, if you don't cry at that, you don't have a soul. Mm. Um, but I, I don't know. Let's move on from animated. I don't want to get too pitchfork well, in here. One thing uh, I've heard really good things about Marcel the Shell with shoes on. I haven't seen it. My girlfriend wants to watch it with me. You should. Um, but Puss in Boots was felt like, depending on how. I mean, the first Shrek movie was um, kind of. It had what. Uh, for, it was one of DreamWorks' first movies, right? Was it? No. No. Really? What are you talking about? DreamWorks had tons of movies before that, but it was one of their first three D films. I think it was their first three D film. Oh, okay, so yeah. but it had it had um. It had it had all these it had such good writing, Shrek. Yeah. Where they took uh these fables and story tale story tale what story tale? What's the word I'm looking for? Fairy tales. Fairy tales. That's the bloody word. And fairy tales. And you know what it is, and they fuck with it, like the uh, the yeah. gingerbread man. The gingerbread man. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, all of it in the writing. And Puss in Boots did the same thing, very, very, very well. Look, I thought it was a fantastic. Look, I only saw the first ten minutes on uh, on YouTube because yeah. they they put out like an extended preview. I don't even need to see the rest of it. I know it's gonna. It should win. It deserves to win. But it'll probably go. Uh, I my bet is it goes to Turning Red. Well, they also in Puss in Boots they have this really interesting animation style where it's not fully Shrek 3D. Yeah. They mix it into it like this sort of painterly style similar to uh, like Spider Man, Spider Verse, yeah, or Arcane. Yeah. yeah. Which we've gushed about both. I think yeah. on this. Um, and just in terms of like, if you want, in terms of just picking a movie that was really fun to watch in this. Uh, i think puss and boots takes uh, i mean that again that first like 10 minutes of the film is whoa that sea beast is was really cute awesome. sea beast was great and fun to watch yeah. i think all of these are worth a watch though oh all, yeah all of these are worth super a watch. strong category um all right next is documentary feature film i haven't seen Ooh, any of these i don't know whether i haven't seen i usually watch either. the best one that comes out of here and none of their other ones normally i watch them all but i haven't really heard of any of these to be honest yeah. i mean so. that, that's the reason i don't watch them is because I, I i don't come across documentary a lot in my life i watched honeyland that was really good which one was that, that was I think it was nominated last year. It was about like bees. Huh. Really, really good. You should watch it. Um, you you want to read? Okay, so it's all that breathes, uh, the beauty and the bloodshed. All the beauty and the bloodshed. All the beauty and the bloodshed. By neon, it's good. <sighs> Neon's great. Um, Fire of Love, House Made of Splinters, and Navalny. I've I, heard. I've heard something about. God, you know what? I'm actually surprised that uh, what's it called didn't make it in here. Um, what was the Bowie one? There, there was a David Bowie documentary that came out this year, um, and I'm I'm surprised that that didn't. What about make it the out. Beatles documentary? Uh, that wouldn't have made it. That's not a film. That's a four mm. part series. All right. Um, so if I had to guess, it's Navalny because that's a very political thing. I don't know the rest of them though. Which one's Navalny again? I've um, heard of it, but I don't know why. I know the name. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's okay. a political name. Same. I've heard of it. All right, okay, mentioned international feature. Oops. Uh, All Quiet, Argentina, 1985, Close, EO. Ayo. and the, say the uh, name yeah so the quiet, quiet in the western front german film argentina 1985 is an argentinian film guess it close is from belgium uh eo is from poland uh the quiet girl is from ireland 
I've only seen All Quiet, but Argentina won the Golden Globe. So that's, that's my... That uh, looks really nice. I want to watch that. Yeah. yeah. I don't know much about... I haven't seen... I've seen All, All Quiet and yeah. That, so that's my... Uh, I have Argentina to watch on my list. And I just haven't got around to yeah. doing it yet. All right. Uh, writing, adapted screenplay. We already went through this in depth. But so who, who do, do you think is going to win? win? Jinx. Um, <laughs> women talking. They have to give it something. I don't know what women talking really is really about. It's about uh, Mennonite women. Uh, oh, it's in the black. Is that the one in black and white? Yeah. Looks really interesting. I think it's going to win just because it can't win any other categories. Hmm. Or I don't think it can't, but I don't think it's going to. Because the competition is really strong this year. I haven't seen it. So of the of the three that I know, yeah. All Quiet on the Western Front, Glass Onion, Top Gun Maverick, I'd say adapted screenplay should be All Quiet on the Western Front. Yeah. I think it, it's it, if it's going to win something, it should win. Then maybe it should win that. Yeah, I mean, not necessarily if it's going to uh, win something, it could but win like cinematography. Top Gun Maverick, such fun movie. Was it the best story in the world? No, it was really fun to watch the movie though. Yeah. And Glass Onion is just awful. So yeah, don't. don't just, just uh, writing original screenplay: Banshees of Inishmore, Everything Everywhere All at Once, Feldman's, Tar, and Triangle of Sadness. Um, haven't seen. Most what of do you these. want to win? What do you think will win? Uh, I want Everything Everywhere All at Once or The Feldman's to win, um, or Triangle of Sadness just because Ausland is cool yeah um honestly i wouldn't be mad if any of these won but i i, I think it's probably going to go to the fablemans or everything yeah uh maybe banshees i don't know it depends how the academy's feeling this year this year is one of those mo- uh, one of the same with triangle and same with yeah. they, they it just depends on this the feeling this year is one of those years where everything's going to be an upset but you can't really be that upset yeah you know because they're all bloody good they're all great um cinematography all quiet on the western front bardo elvis empire of light and tar bardo you think yeah i maybe this isn't i'm not really sure if you want to piss a lot of people off do elvis <sighs> most of it looked like we're moving on to film editing <laughs> oh, well just going to send, and most of that looked like uh like sort of vfx lighting to me when yeah I watched like, it. a lot of like vignettes and fucking puzzler <laughs> um film editing oh this is a hard hard yeah. hard one i mean we got so we got banshees of inisherin hey. elvis everything everywhere all at once tar and top gun maverick who do you think should win everything well no it's hands down everything everywhere all at once everything else is good in here i'm sure but everything everywhere all at once the amount of editing that's making me nervous the the amount of editing the amount of care that went into making sure that the movie didn't drag that it was snappy that it it set yeah but i I just can't i I I cannot can you imagine that in the hands of a worse editor i agree with you I totally agree with you. It must have been a also just Top, Top Gun of, doesn't even deserve to be in here. Great movie doesn't deserve. Top Gun had great editing. It had good editing. It, you didn't Inish notice the great, editing. It depends what you're voting on. Are you voting on the difficulty of the editing, or are you voting on just the editing to make a cohesive whole? Yeah. Um. And I'd say that for me, everything, everywhere, all at once, nailed both of those categories. But if you're voting on great edit, if you're 60 I'm not, or 70 and I'm you're not, voting on this which I'm not even are. voting yeah I guess I'm not even you know, voting on, is on, is gonna on best editing like in or general I'm just saying the movie everything everywhere also, would, would not have survived Think with a this. lower quality Think edit. about this a lot of this isn't voted on because of what's best it's because the people voting know the people that have been nominated Yeah. how many people know the editor of Top Gun Maverick or the Banshees of Inisherin? Yeah. versus everything everywhere all at once I, I get that or Baz Luhrmann I mean Elvis, if you're if you're saying everything every all at once for fast, snappy, interesting editing, if you're a moron, you might vote for Elvis. Yeah, dude, I, you know I, what I mean? I'm, get, I'm gonna play the he's white scene right now. 
I've seen right here. I've seen it. No, I've seen not it. for you, for the audience. No, they are not putting a colored boy on the hayride. That's the thing. He's white. He's, He's white? What do you think, Dex Arcana? Shall we play for the 27th time? <laughs> All right. Because there's no way I know, that I know, anything I that includes that scene should be nominated for editing. I know. At all. I get Hands it. down, period. But you see what I'm trying no, to say, you right? Can't, you can't do it. You can't do you it. See what I, I'm trying I to get say. it. I, I mean, get it. I get it. Everything, but, everyone at once. But, the, but was... I'm saying that the narrative of Elvis would be the same narrative. Hmm. The narrative of everything, everyone at once hinges on the editing. That's one of those movies where every single part of it is is uh, instrumental. They're all keystones to make the film work. If you remove one of them, the entire thing falls down. So we, down. we both agree that Everything Everywhere All at Once Should. deserves the nomination. Sorry, yeah. deserves the win. Yeah. Who do you think will win, though? Uh, Tar. Mm, interesting. Yeah. you seen it? No. I haven't seen it. I've seen scenes. It's good. But I, I think it's going to win just because it's a... Uh, I'm going to go out on a very, very strong film. I'm going to go out on a limb and I'm going to say that everything everywhere all at once is going to win for editing because it was so inspiring for filmmakers and just fresh and interesting to watch. You're a fucking idiot. I know, I know. But I think I'm going to say it is going to win editing. All right. This is going to age really well. Music, original We should go back and we need to. Does this mean I have to write all these movies on the wall? Fuck no. (laughs) (laughs) We haven't seen half of the bloody things. All right. Uh, Music, original song, applause from Tell It Like a Woman. Hold Let's my do hand. Original score first. Oh shit, I missed. Uh, okay, never mind. Original score: All Quiet on the Western Front, Babylon, Banshees of Inisherin, and everything ever all at once in the Fable Ones. Um, uh, Fablemans, give it to fucking John Williams. This is his lifetime has achievement he ever won? award. He's won like five, <laughs> well, but he's been nominated more than I think. He's tied for like total every bloody movie he's ever done. Probably yeah. I don't know. Um, uh, give it, give it, give it to John Williams. I, it, did he win for Star ever, Wars? Huh? Did he win any for Actually, Star Wars? I'm surprised everything everywhere all at once is in it because it used Claire de Lune a lot and the Academy's been pretty strong. No, but they had, they had like, I mean, the original song, yeah, the ending. Yeah, no, no, no. It, it's a great song. Um, but the Academy's been fairly strong about not allowing derivative scores into films. So the fact that everything everywhere well, all at once, no, everything everywhere all at once uses Claire de Lune for like half the soundtrack. But it also uh, has a and, lot and of its it, own music in yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, what's the... This were, is the category that no, I would there, say... There was, it there, was another, there was another movie... Like, win there was another movie like three years ago that deserved a nomination and wasn't nominated because of that. Because I, I can't remember what it was. Oh. I know what you're talking about. It was it was like a huge thing where like, why wasn't that nominated? Oh, because it used another classical song Yes, we song talked about it. this when we talked about... 3,000 years of longing. I'm yeah. trying to remember what that movie was that you said. I can't remember. But anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, so I I think that... I think it's weird that everything everywhere all at once is here, but The Fablemans, I haven't even seen it. I'm sure not, the music I don't is think fantastic. It's not weird. Uh, the thing is with The Fablemans is it has an original score, but it also uses a lot of classical music to... Classical piano pieces to great effect. So... Uh, that That's even weirder <laughs> that both of them are nominated. Yeah. Give it to fucking John Williams, you cowards. Or, but then, then, and then, then you go to Always Quiet on the Western Front. Really good. Great soundtrack, great score, but the score was four notes. Bah, bah, bah. Three notes. I mean, that's why Batman's not nominated here. Um, I'm Bab- surprised it made three nominations. Babylon, I'm not sure. That's a hard, how the fuck, yeah, I'm not really sure yeah. how you judge that category. Um, I would like Fablemans. Uh, just just say which one you think is going to win. Well, Banshees, it. I can't remember the score from. I think Babylon, it's the Fablemans. I haven't seen. I think it's the Fablemans. I don't even have to listen to it. 
Fableman's probably of those, yeah. Of all of those, everybody's going to vote for John Williams. Not even a competition. Anyway, um, music, original song. We have Applause from Tell It Like a Woman. Hold My Hand from Top Gun Maverick. Lift Me Up from Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Natu Natu from Triple R. And This Is The Life. This Is A Life from Everything, Everywhere, All At Once. Uh, again, we got to talk very, the... uh, talk very, very briefly about each of these that you know. Well, again, we're getting into the, like how do you judge this category? Do you judge it on how good the song was, or do you judge it on how well it aided the story? I think that Natu Natu was fucking hilarious. So good. That movie. So good. That movie was fun as hell. We need to for, like it. it was fun as hell. For, I, I don't think I have the stamina because it was like twenty minute intervals that were really really fun, and then hour long sections that didn't fucking do anything. For That's me. not true. That's not Dude, true. Dude, most of it was boring. No, it was all fantastic. Um, I think Natu Natu was a standout from the film. However, it I I'm gonna go out and say this. I think I haven't heard this much, but it was hugely jingoistic and uh, really Tons yeah. In, in terms of the subject matter, that entire movie is a a love letter to Modi's India. And I have, uh, I don't know, I, I feel very weirdly about it because on one hand, it is a good piece of cinema, but on the other hand, it's basically propaganda. So I don't and know. somewhat tied to. I, I, just, yeah. I, I just don't know where it sits as a film. Because the entire, this song specifically is like highlighting that it's it's the Dressing. supremacy of Indian dance over every other form of dance. Well, again, so that's that that's what the movie is about, and that's what the song is about. So, so I don't I don't know where it fits in. On the other hand, I would love this as a life to win, just because I think David Byrne and Mitski deserve a win. Well, yeah, uh, <laughs> just because they're, they're was both fantastic. An incredible song that was like yeah. a perfect. I remember that teared me up. That song, yeah, that ending, Capstone, Capstone starting yeah. starting to play that. Natu Natu was just this incredible f- six minute yeah. bit in the like dark the sequence in the, the middle of a three hour movie. Oh, but, sorry, three four. and a half. It's like four hours. Yeah. Um, hold my hand. I don't really remember which. I, yeah, so I don't remember it. Uh, Lift me up. I haven't seen it from Black Panther. And uh, tell it like a woman. Applause. I'm not sure. Um, but uh, I think this is a life should win, but Natu Natu is going to. I think that's a deserved. A deserved win. I, I think, think it's deserving. RRR was a, again, a bit like Top Gun Maverick. RRR was a blockbuster. I still can't figure out why it's called RRR. They kept changing why it was called that. <laughs> yeah, and it's true. such a hard name to say. Yeah. So I, I I hate the film just based on that. Yeah, okay, yeah, let's yeah, move yeah. on to okay. prod design. Uh, production design. So we went through All, all Quiet on the Western Front, Avatar, Babylon, Elvis, The Fablemans. Uh, five sentences. You mean for my five sentence yeah. summary? Uh... Of those five, I think that mm, it's hard. I don't think Fablemans should win. Just because I don't think the production design was like incredible. It was great. It was service to story, but it didn't like blow me away. I think probably Babylon will win. Uh, or at least I th- from what I've seen from the traders, I think Babylon's. I, I think Elvis is going to win production design. Really? Yeah. I think it's between Babylon and Avatar. I don't think it deserves it. I think it's going to win. Uh, Babylon Avatar and all's quiet. I think that Babylon will win or Avatar will win. Yeah. All right. Costume design. Babylon, Black Panther, Elvis, everything all at once. And Miss Harris goes to Paris. The Dark Horse, Mrs. Harris goes to Paris. That's going to win. You think? Yep. I think... They're suckers it... for period films. Maybe... <laughs> Maybe... Uh, who knows? If, if everything everywhere all at once gets everything else, it might win that one as well. I don't think it, this is the most deserved... Like, it... Of all the categories we said before, this is probably the the least uh, it deserves it. But 
they're going to give the Maybe Babylon again, honestly. What I see here is they're going to give something to Black Panther because it's going to be a consolation prize for Chadwick Boseman passing away. Oh, that's a good point. Um, or which, maybe not, though. Or maybe not. I'd be surprised if they don't because it, it, it is a culturally relevant movie, whether you, whether you accept that or not. That's true. Um, so makeup and hairstyling, uh, All Quiet, The Batman, Black Panther, Elvis, The Whale. I want Batman. It's going to be The Whale. Uh, I don't think Batman deserves it. I think it should be The Whale. All right. Um, or always quiet actually we've talked about this already uh, yeah uh, live action shorts we haven't seen any haven't seen it just read it based on uh, read the names okay based on names we have an Irish goodbye Evalu Le Pupil Night Ride and the Red Suitcase uh, I want an Irish goodbye to win because I think that's a really cool name uh, yeah between that and the Red Suitcase yeah alright so documentary shorts again we haven't seen them The Elephant Whisperers Hallout H-A-U-L-O-U-T Hallout Hallout uh, how do you measure a year? The Martha Mitchell effect. Stranger at the gate. Um, they all sound really interesting. I don't want how do you measure a year because that makes me think of Rent and I know that's intentional. So fuck that, <laughs> fuck that musical and fuck that film. Is that what it's about? I have no idea. Hmm. Um, but uh, Elephant Whispers is kind of a boring title. Uh, the March- Martha Mitchell effect. Mitchell? Martha Mitchell, Mitchell effect. Yeah. That kind of sounds interesting. Stranger at the gate is eh. Yeah. Animated short film. The boy, the mole, the fox, and the horse. That's the cool. flying sailor. Ice Merchants, My Years of Dicks, and Ostrich <laughs> Told Me the World is Fake and I Think I Believe It. And Ostrich Told Me the World is Fake and I Think I Believe It. I don't even need to see the fucking movie to know. I want that. I want that to win. I am fascinated to know what My Year of Dicks is actually about. <laughs> also, actually, the one that got me the most is Ice Merchants. Yeah, that's What is cool. that about? That's kind of cool. The Boy, the Mole, the Fox, and the Horse sounds like a fable. They, they all sound kind of cool, honestly. Yeah. The Flying Sailor sounds sick. All right. Um, Sound. All, all, well, of those ones, yeah, I'll go with Ice Merchants. You can go with An Ostrich. An Ostrich told me the world is fake, and I think I believe it. Uh, sound. Just just imagine sitting next to somebody. You, you sit down at the bar. You order your drink. You're waiting for it to come, and the, the, the salary man with a fucked up tie and his hair's all messed up, he's like on his 10th drink in, and he, he looks at you and goes, an ostrich told me the world is fake, and I think I believe it. I could. The only thing I can think about <laughs> it's is fucking that is awesome. the emails that went back and forth. Like, what was the fake name for that movie? Because there's no way that was in the subject <laughs> of a producer like saying that. Or you receive a script and it's this fat fucking that's I taking mean, up all the it's, page. It's, or being the guy, whoever designed that poster. I want to look up the poster because how do you fit all those words on a page? I'm, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, fourteen, fourteen words in that title. All right, let's you move on I mean? to sound. Uh, sound. Always quiet on the Western Front. Avatar: The Way of Water. The Batman, Elvis, and Top Gun. Uh, I want Batman to win. It's probably going to go to Top Gun or Elvis. Maybe. Mm, Avatar. You. Maybe. I don't know. I haven't seen it yet. It's probably also. Be but I, again, Always Quiet was. The, it, I the, think. This, I think actually, you know, I'm going to say Always Quiet is going to win it. This is going to be really funny when Avatar sweeps the entire Oscars, yeah, yeah. and I'm just banging my head against a wall for like two hours like, damn it i should have seen it in the cinemas yeah. all right no, uh, no. <laughs> i still need to see it i still need to see it uh visual effects all quiet on the western front avatar the way of water the batman black panther top gun maverick i think we both agree it's going to be avatar the way of water it's going to win right i would be so surprised if it wasn't what else could win from that category i mean all of those things deserve to win but avatar deserves it the most right they've spent 14 fucking years <laughs> yeah. you if it if it if avatar doesn't walk away with at least two awards from this uh i i can't be I held liable actually, for whatever the fuck's be, gonna happen nah, to james cameron to be man. fair though james cameron doesn't give a flying fuck right now he's crested past two billion already i guess i guess i mean 
yeah, I just... Uh, what other awards has he won? I actually don't know. I mean, he won a ton for Titanic. Uh, let me... Yeah, well, I mean, his award is having the is top being three or four best grossing uh, movies of all time. Fucking, or, like, being at in least the, three times on the top ten. I mean, he's got three or four movies in the top ten. Yeah. And he's held the top spot with every new movie he's released, basically. Yeah. Apart from... Avatar 2. No. Oh, oh yeah. No, actually. Uh, it might It might get it, you know. Do we have it on here? Avatar 2, no. Yeah, we, we have, yeah, we do. Oh, we do. We do. We do. Avatar The Way of Water. Oh. We're looking at the wall behind us for our listeners. We've written yeah. all the names of the movies we've talked about. Yeah. On there. And you should uh, you should check this out on uh, Spotify or YouTube in Chris 4K HD. UHD. What are, what are we at right now? Um, 148. So, all right. So we've done. So we've pretty comprehensively covered the Oscars. Yeah, right. Um, we were supposed to do this like in fifteen minutes and move on. We have other things to talk about, but we're not going to get to that tonight, are we? Yeah, probably not. <laughs> we were gonna. Yeah, we can skip that one. We can skip um, that one. I mean, we can skip everything, right? Yeah, we, we just end it. We just do an Oscar yeah, episode. Yeah, we just do an Oscar episode. Well, this has been uh, the Chicken Coops Oscar Roundup. Yep. It actually kind of would have been great to have Jacob here. I wish he was here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he he would have had some great thoughts on all of these. Come back, Jacob. I hate this. Stop doing that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, thank you for uh, yes. for tuning in to the worst episode of the Chicken Coop. <laughs> no, it's a good. We should. I like these like themed episodes. Yeah, it's sort yeah. of a themed episode. I'm, I'm, I'm fine with an Oscar roundup. O- Oscars roundup. Um, Why not? We're gonna do a we're second. On the board. We did it the same day. Yeah, literally. And we're gonna release Normally it like two weeks, weeks later. But oh, come no, on. We gotta no, get it out. Uh, yeah, I'll get it. I'll, I'll try. I'll try and push this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah um. Yeah. yeah so let's uh we'll we'll when do it, first you know what we should say oh, when is God. the bloody oscars when is the... yeah, actually that's a great question uh, i have no fucking clue it's usually the first week oscars of february 2023 is uh air date come on give me the air date march 12th march 12th Wait, hold wow on. that's really late hold on nope are you sure no, it is march 12th yeah yeah well all right. Well, March t- uh, on March thirteenth, let's try and put together, or even March twelfth evening, 12th. and then release on March. 13th. I mean, we could sit here and watch it live. We, and, you want to uh, live stream it? Yeah, why not? Yeah, let's do That'd a live, be really fun. live stream podcast. Let's, I think we uh, can do it with the ca- with uh, the other the, camera. Yeah, right? the other camera. We could definitely do it. So let's live. That's let's, like, uh, a good idea. Live March twelfth. Put it in your diaries, guys. Yeah. Um, yep. All right. Yeah. So uh, and also one thing I, I actually know. do want to say about yeah. the Oscars this year. Next time, thank God, is they're actually going to air every category. Which yeah, I think they're, is really they're not they're not bitching out on us again. Snubbing all the lesser categories. They were going to no take away about. editing. The one it, thing yeah. that makes movies movies yeah. is editing. Like the one thing, like they were going to get rid and of also, that and cinematography. The, the VFX. Two- VFX cinematography VFX is is so auxiliary to film compared to editing that's true editing is the thing that makes it film if it if it wasn't that it would just be like a long roll of film with a single shot that's that it is it is incomprehensible that anybody in the academy would actually think that's a good idea the people tuning into the oscars now today like anymore the people now tuning into the oscars are not the general public obsessed with stars because stars have alienated themselves so far from what the actual american experience is they're the people who love movies they're the people who want to see movies they're the people who want to know what the best films of that fucking year were also it's not people going to see a fucking variety show variety shows have been dead for what three decades 
When was the last time you saw a game show that was good? We have fucking celebrity name that song. That's the top game show right now. It's celebrities naming songs. Is that actually is a show? Is that the fucking... Yeah. Yeah, it is. I, Wait, I so drive, just I drive past bits, it every fucking day. They get played day. bits of a song and, and yeah, they have to guess it? Randy from fucking American Idol right. sits, on a, sits on a fucking piano and he plays like four notes of a song and then Jane Krakowski from fucking 30 Rock asks a panel of celebrity guests... Hey guys, what name that song? And then they struggle to name fucking songs. I feel like we burnt through. There was um, from England. We had Britain's Got Talent. We had X Factor. We had uh, yeah. We have all that here. And then also. yeah, that came over here. And then we very quickly burnt through all the celebrities that people are actually interested in. And now yeah. it's look C list, D list. All all I'm saying is you. That's what variety shows are now. Academy, the Academy Motion Pictures Academy of Arts. Is that what you want? your ceremony to be do you five years from now anticipate this being an actor from 30 rock asking the oscar uh, the oscar nominees to name a song to choose who wins because if you continue trying to make this into a variety show and continue trying to pump blood into the dead lifeless corpse of the genre the the best thing they ever did was hire ricky gervais for the golden globes to make it great fun to actually tune in and watch the oscars should not have a host it should have a variety of esteemed people in the industry to deliver the awards there should there should be an opening speech by the president of the academy and a closing speech by the president of the academy and nothing else it Mm -hmm. is strictly an award show because nobody cares about fucking actors anymore nobody the the cringy after fucking yeah there's a little like the the little what do you think about this yeah no (laughs) fucking after i think i think that era ended after gal gadot saying imagine i think that that it is done it i mean even even media has started to make fun of that era i mean so i i don't think that it is prudent of the academy to Oscars, even to at all continue that cycle okay, so, just end it make so, it make it an award show and leave. I, I have an idea to cap this off okay yeah so we're looking to forwards into the future now to what the oscars might be in a year or a couple of years down the line what do you think is going to change because i'll make some predictions i think that the ultimate form of the oscars in the next 10 years um is rollerball have you ever seen the movie rollerball i love the movie it's rollerball. it's rollerball, rollerball too. That's, seen that one too? Uh, yeah yeah <laughs> rollerball is the end of that's, that, that's what the academy turns out to be we are remake. going to we're going to have steven spielberg versus the daniels in a deathmatch case of rollerball hell yeah that is exactly what it's going to end up as and that is full i'm not even joking that's what it's going to be i rollerball deserves the same kind of give you know who should remake <laughs> rollerball <laughs> Uh, the guy who directed Tron, that that uh, Kaczynski, for, yeah, Kaczynski yeah. would do a good role. I was going to say Joseph, uh, or not Joseph, um, Jonathan Nolan should do a treatment of Rollerball for a series oh, like Westworld. For like a, yeah, actually, that's a great idea. That's a great idea. Yeah, I put it into the world now. If if you do it, it's me. I I I made that happen. So you got to give me my residuals, HBO. Yeah, me too. I suggested yeah. it in the first place. Yeah. Um. <laughs> yeah. What What is your I think Ultimate. they're going to add a stunts category, oh my God. which I they're think never, I, they're never going to do. I believe that they are actually talking about it. They're never going to do it. Um, and I think in the next ten years there'll be a new media in terms of like YouTube category. There's going to be uh, YouTube's going to spill out into the Oscars. I will. Uh, I'll dispute that only because the gold uh, television has not yet done and that. Possibly a TikTok category. No, I'm kidding. No, no, no television has not yet done that. And it's been 50, 70 oh, years. Oh, you know what? Never mind. No, you're, and, yeah, you're right. Because it on is top, talking about movies. And, and on top of that... Um, but what what define... Like, if you do a YouTube on, on documentary... Top, sure, maybe that should be eligible. Yeah. But I think that 
the streamies kind of have uh, have shown how little people care about that mm. in general. YouTube it's the pace it, of content, the amount of content. YouTube is it, it's fast media. It's fast fashion, yeah. right? You you consume it for ten seconds and then it's out of your mind permanently. Yeah. Even things that you mean to get back to you never yeah. get back to you. You look through your likes on YouTube. Have you, uh, dear viewer, have you ever looked at your likes on YouTube? Because I assure you, they're fucking terrible. Like <laughs> mine it, are great. It, what are you talking it, about? But I mean, people who actively like things on YouTube, they just they press the button and they forget it. That's what the media is. So I don't think that it's ever going to break into an academy the way that like this or television is even with streamies like who the fuck watches the streamies who cares i mean this is I like this is speaking this is speaking as somebody who would like to be nominated for a streamie for the chicken coop podcast available on all <laughs> spot on, on all podcast uh websites that would and, be uh, hello. 10 years yeah. time okay i predict in 10 years time this is we'll going to be, be my acceptance speech we'll be nominated, <laughs> we'll be nominated for a streamie <laughs> Well, possibly an Oski. You never know what's yeah, going to happen. An Oski? An Oski, yeah. Yeah, an Oski, a Golden yeah. Globey. A Globey? Ugh, <laughs> oh, fucking disgusting. Or a Goldie? Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, maybe they accept stunts. I doubt it, though. Uh, no, I think I think they will. I think they will. You think they will? Either that or stunts will spin off a proper show. I would watch the shit out of the an hour-long best stunts of the year with awards. Best car mm-hmm. here. Best uh, wire work best high fall if, if stunts had their own show i think that would be applicable. it would kill it i mean they might be able to break in through that the way that like annie's did for animation i'm not sure what the annie's are but i think i think i think it would i mean uh, i was gonna say maybe like like a streaming service like netflix should uh what was that no, I, think uh, 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 I think a streaming service like netflix should take uh something like that and run with it yeah Speaking um, of which, uh, Netflix is doing oh something God, really Jesus interesting. Everybody, everybody listening to it. Uh, like no, um, Netflix is doing their first uh, live streamed event. Yeah, which it's is Chris Rock's, Chris Rock's new special, which new special. is supposed to be just fucking Fire. an avalanche. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, speaking of, has it been a year? What did uh, it's been a year? It was the Oscars. Yeah. <laughs> the Oscars. So will 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 um, Smith fall Smith. from grace? So. Yeah. Which he wasn't nominated for Emancipation, so expect another event happening this year. Yeah, yeah. can you imagine? Who would it be? I I, I don't. Jamie I, Lee Curtis. There, there's stapling a piece of paper with an O to her forehead and attacking somebody. <laughs> do it because it would be hilarious. I mean, how how much do you want to bet that it's going to be like a bit at the Oscars? It bloody better. They're, be. they're going to like do that. Stapl- where like, like some, you know, Michelle Yeoh delivers an Oscar, like is delivering a speech thing and is. makes a joke about Jamie Lee Curtis and Jamie Lee Curtis just slaps one on her head and just like goes ham. I think there's an on-zero chance that the Oscars tries to poke fun at it. Not just that, but the, 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 the Daniels are pretty weird if you've seen their old stuff. I mean, in the uh, in the music video, one of the many music videos they've done, but the, uh, the turn, turn, up, turn Down For What, right? The, the lead actor in it is one of the Daniels. Yeah. 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 Uh, so, and the other guys in it as well later on. Yeah. Uh, all right. So, what do you think? We wrap it up. I think we wrap it up. All right. Well, this has been the Chicken Coop Podcast Oscar Edition. Thank you for joining us uh, again. A little plug for the Butler, the app we're building. Uh, download it at trybutapp.com. Search, save, and share all your favorite media. Uh, there'll be a new update out in a week or two that lets you add movies, TV shows, TV seasons, TV episodes podcast podcast episodes books games and more and uh yeah join our discord server you can find the link 
below on uh, uh, in, the, uh, in the podcast details where you can, can go to w a, you can go to https <laughs> colon slash slash www.trybutlerapp.com <laughs> that is https colon slash no, slash why are you doing this <laughs> www dot no join the join, download the app join the discord uh, help us make it better for you yeah and I think that's and, about it thanks yeah. for joining us on the Oscar episode uh, good night and good, good night alright cheers that's for the viewers <laughs>